Now we're unmuted. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to HCS Pro Talk, your weekly Halo Esports podcast. And we're coming to you live from the Pro Talk studios in what feels like we're getting warmer, Minnesota. Yeah, I, I call this false spring. <laughs> you know what's funny? That's the first time I think I've ever heard anybody say it that. Like say it like that before, yeah. because you're I you're like one hundred percent right. It is false spring where Minnesota weather gets our hopes up, and then just everything comes crashing down in a snowfall, cold blaze of glory. Yep. Yeah, it's usually we have one bad snowfall at the end of March, early April, possibly. And yeah, it's we, we like right now we're in like the mid forties. So yeah. it feels really good. Yeah. We've been in what, ten degree weather for yep. the longest time. Sun shining, ice is melting. Yep. It's great. I mean you could see because uh on our on our walkway to the front door, you yeah. notice all that ice there. Yeah, because it's all melting down and yeah. just running. Yeah. It's still bad. We gotta get more ice melt. You need it's an my ice bad. chipper. I do. <laughs> I need like a jackhammer <laughs> to take it out. Um this is episode one sixteen. For the week of March 1st, 2020, yesterday was a leap day. It was. Yeah, it was February 29th. Yep. We don't get many of those. Once every four years. Yeah, so kind of cool. Yeah. March 1st, starting off the new month. My name is Josh, a.k.a. JK Fire, and this week I'm joined by the man who is still recovering, who sound like he hit second puberty, Will, <laughs> a.k.a. I am Mr. Mayhem. Will, yeah. how are you? That was that was like the greatest, oh, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can get out right now. I love um, it. Yeah, I'm doing okay. That's I'm managing. Good. I'm. I just want this sickness to be over with, so I can go back to normal life. I, I want the sickness to leave your body as well. Yeah. I also don't want it to come to my body because no, yeah, I yeah I didn't get it as bad as you. I just hope that I don't get it at, like at all. Yeah. Like like you did. I hope no one gets this crap. It's yeah, that's fucking bad. bad. Um. Will, you want to know what's coming up on this week's episode? What do we got, man? We have big moves are happening within the competitive shooter space. The Halo Draft League makes some announcements. A new Halo tournament organization enters the fold. The AGLA champions are crowned along with more tournament recaps. The Reflection Corner makes a return. Oh, boy. An unlikely partnership is announced. And MCC development updates round out the news. So, yeah, we got a little bit of a loaded show this week. But, uh, yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say. Okay. Uh, you know, well, actually, I do know what else to say. I got one more thing for you, Will. What's that? We have a couple commands that can be entered into the stream now. Oh, really? Yes. So we have show notes. Okay. So everybody can check up on them now. Is that the current show notes? Yes. Oh. Which means that the ones that we are reading through right now are yeah. able to be seen by everybody. Oh, boy. So for th- for those who don't know what I do... For like the the shareable show notes that I include in every episode, I literally like just take away the words from every article and just leave the link for the article. Like that's all I basically do. So I decided, you know what, fuck it. Instead of going through all that hoopla, we'll just include the normal one that everybody's going to see, and we'll just do that. It is what it is. It is what it is. It's great. All right. Um. So without further ado, let's start the show off with COD. Another games watch. Yeah. Oh, yeah. You, you, <laughs> I just had to throw that in there. I love it. I, hope, yeah. I love it. And then also, before anybody asks, because I know nobody's going to ask, but I don't care. I'm going to say it anyway. This episode is not brought to you by Puffs. Um, <laughs> it, it's not. We just we have it there because our, nose be, our noses be running. 
So, you know, just in case. Right. Just in case we need to take a step back and, like, give our nose a little rub rub. You know, we're (laughs) not a rub and tug. That's a different type of thing. We're not going to talk about that. That's not this type of show. There's just a little rub rub on the nose. You You know what I'm saying? I get. I'm picking up what you're putting down. All right, perfect. Uh, so, caught another games watch. Um, let's see. Oh, before we even start, uh, Dust Storm replied to our tweet of going live and said, "I expect those wind chimes for the reflection corner." Oh, damn it! Sorry, Dustin. They're not gonna. <laughs> they're not gonna be in this episode, bro. Sorry. Um, okay, caught another games watch. Project Ares. We talked about it before. Remember? Yes. Yes. The uh, the the competitive shooter. Round based that's made by Riot Games, League of Legends fame, right? It's officially titled Valorant or Valerant. I like Valerant better. Perfect. That's it. There it is. Valerant. Valerant. Uh, okay. okay. This is uh this is by Slasher. It's a it's a few tweets. First up, Riot's five v five competitive tactical shooter with magic and stuff, codenamed Project Ares, <laughs> magic and stuff, magic and stuff, is now officially named. Valerant. Uh, Riot has activated the Twitter and Twitch channels. So, see, that's why see, we have that's why we have already. the un, the nondescript uh, nose wipes here. Yeah, yeah, you feel me? Um, but yeah, they they're not uh, they're not official. Like they're not verified, as mm. in they don't have the check mark next to them. Yeah, but all signs are leading to those being the actual channels. So they're there and they're live. You can follow them if you'd like to. And then the next tweet was sources confirm that Riot will be releasing more information and details of the beta on March 2nd, therefore tomorrow. And that Riot is flying out a large amount of big name pro players and streamers from all types of games ranging from CSGO to League to Fortnite to Overwatch in the middle of March. Big news. And then sources tell me that uh, Valerant press embargo will drop at midnight PST tonight with all new information scheduled for then. So, a lot of big stuff coming out of here. It's good stuff. Also, what's up, Dust? Happy Sunday to you as well. Um, the other thing I'm going to say is here is that Slasher also put out a series of tweets regarding to IGN leaked screenshots of the game today. Probably from that press embargo that's supposed to go up tonight. So... I imagine that you're going to be seeing a lot more actual information in game tonight leading into tomorrow. So stay tuned for all that. I always get nervous when a game is hyped up this much. Yeah. And it's like, it's supposed to be the next big thing. And like, it kind of feels kind of like what we got. Like, it's not an exact one-to-one, but when when Anthem was hyped up to be the next like game changer, right? And everyone was so hyped. And then it just flopped when it came out. I get it. There's uh, there's a lot more behind this one that seems to be going into it. People, there's a lot of, you know, kind of data testing, seeing what people like in their FPSs. Um, I I just, I want to see what happens. I want to see what happens. You know, it. I agree where you're coming from as well, because it is one of those weird, weird circumstances where hype could take over everything. Yeah. Right? Now, and like you said, it's not a one-to-one representation. And Riot has a proven track record. Like, they, I don't they, think they're, yes, they they're going to fuck this up. And based off of what other people have played already of this, people have said that this is that this is it. Like, this is the thing that people are looking forward to, that people should be looking forward to. Whether or not it is when it releases, who the fuck knows. But the next piece, 
Counter-Strike Go still is breaking records. Again, this is by Slasher on Twitter. And I quote, CSGO has just again broken its all-time record for peak concurrent players in-game. IEM has huge viewership with over half a million concurrent viewers even without a crowd. Because, for those who don't know, because of the coronavirus scares and everything that's been going on, um, like, we're not we're not health officials here, okay? We're not going to be talking about the virus itself, but due to what has been happening with the coronavirus, they made it so they're not allowing spectators or the, the mass majority of spectators to go to IEM this weekend. Um, but right before we started recording this episode, they were over 600,000 people watching at one time, like still right now. Yeah. It's grand finals that are happening right now for those who don't know. And it's, it's insane. Like that's wow. Um, Counter-Strike a game more than 20 years old is more popular than ever. 1 million concurrent users for the major. That's insane. Uh, from what I've heard, Valve took significant development resources off CF- CSGO and potentially big plans for CS on Source 2 to have all hands on deck for the launch of Half-Life Alex. With Project Ares looming on the horizon, once Half-Life Alex launches, Valve should really go all in with CS. So yeah, there you go. That's what I'll say. Uh, you know, I, this isn't part of the Reflection Corner, but I'm going to ask this anyway. And for those in chat, you guys can answer as well. Feel free to. We'll talk about it on the show. Uh, Will, I'm going to ask you. Do you think that Valve should go all hands on deck with CS after Half-Life Alex launches? Or do you think they should do something new to try to compete with Project Ares? Or just, what do you think? Sorry to put you on the spot like this. I'm just kind of curious. Huh. What should Valve do? Um, I don't know. I, uh, that's a difficult one because do they have something? I don't know if they have anything in production to compete with um, Valorant, if that's what it's going to be called. Sure, right. Um, why not go in on CS if it's already booming? Or do you just kind of keep supporting it the way you have and keep watching it grow the way it has. I think if you go all in something and you grow it too fast, it could tumble down faster. It could kind of. Do you think that CSGO or just CS in general has the opportunity to continue to grow once Project Ares releases? Let's say hypothetically that yeah. Project Ares is the biggest thing since sliced bread. The thing that worries me about Project Ares is like the kind of like the each character has their own like special, their move, whatever it might be. Right. There are magic and stuff. They're magic and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Slasher state. Might not appeal to someone who's looking for a pure shooter. Sure. That's where CS comes in. Okay. I can respect that. Okay. I like that. All right. Um, that's it for Cod and Other Games Watch. Or, as I should say, God, another game's old watch. There you go. Yeah. You know, almost didn't have the enthusiasm there for a second, but we brought it back. And that's all that matters. <laughs> hey, Will? Yeah. It's time for some competitive news. First up, Halo Draft League announcements. This is by QX and Abstract. This is in their Discord. You should join their Discord if you haven't already. It's great because they throw on tournaments and leagues and such, and who doesn't want that? So... 
Here we go. Bands. As, uh, as some of you may have seen in the general chat earlier, Fireboy admitted to having players sign onto other players' accounts for the playoffs of the HPL last season. During the playoffs, we had to disqualify his team due to a second account being used for one of their players without any kind of identification. However, now he has admitted to having other players outside of his roster play on his teammates' accounts for the entire tournament. We do not accept this type of behavior for HDL. This league is built and run with the ideal that we want to provide opportunities for players to play competitive Halo 5. Integrity is a big part of that ideal, and we cannot let Fireboy continue to participate in HDL any longer. Therefore, he is indefinitely banned from any HDL tournaments or leagues. But that's not the only one. Too Sick has been, has been indefinitely banned from the HDL for account sharing. He has allowed players to play on his account for league matches. And Fluriously has been indefinitely banned from the HDL for account sharing. He has allowed players to play on his account for league matches. So, in other words, don't fucking do that. <laughs> That's such uh, oh, that, that What hurts, a petty man. thing, man. It hurts. Like, yeah, if... Uh, I get people have, I think some, there's something in people, like they want to be the best, but if you're not the one winning, what's the point? Like you're cheating to get there. If you're cheating, you're only cheating yourself. You can throw that. It's true. There, but it's true. It's it true. It is very true. Um, damn. Sucks. Two things. One, don't be petty. And two, if if you can't stand the heat, get out of the fucking kitchen. If you're not, if you're not, able to compete at that level then get better like don't fucking come on man come on so what the fuck are you doing they said too sick and fluriously has been identified for sharing their accounts yep i'm wondering who the players that stepped in for them were Ooh. yeah all right i want to see some name drops Ooh. i want to call some more fuckers out because that's like please that's just like hey can you play for me in this tournament and so someone's gonna say yeah i'll basically cheat for you mm -hmm. that's kind of shitty thing to do too and i get i get it if it's like an actual roster swap right sure like if you do everything legit right you have subs for a reason hello <laughs> like you know you, you draft five or six players per team only four playing at a time you have subs figure it out so yeah Again, good lord a shitty thing to the shitty thing to happen unbelievable all right Here's information. Here's Let's go to the good part of the Halo Draft League. So the Stage 1 Qualifier Tournament, it's happening today, as a matter of fact, 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. All teams are required to play. This is a Swiss-style tournament, and all matches will be best of five. Round 1, all 12 teams will be randomly matched for their series. Round 2, the six teams who won in Round 1 will randomly play another team who won in Round 1. The six teams who lost in Round 1 will randomly play another team who lost in Round 1. Makes sense so far? Yeah. The three teams who won in both rounds one and two are qualified for stage one and are done for the day. The three teams who lost round one and round two are out and are relegated for stage one of the season. Now, round three. The remaining six teams who won in only one round and lost in only one round are randomly matched against each other to play their best of five series for this round. The three teams who win their round three match qualify for stage one and are done for the day. So therefore, if you lose both your matches, regardless, you're relegated. It's kind of just like a double elimination tournament. If you lose two matches, you're out. 
Yes, in a sense, because last chance qualifier. The last three teams will play each other in a round robin. The top two teams from this round will qualify into stage one. The bottom team will be relegated. Tiebreakers will be used if necessary. H2H is most likely will be used first, but this is subject to change. To clarify, if your team is relegated, you are not out of the season. You will play against other relegated teams for stage one and after stage one, halfway through season play, your team will have a shot to play in stage two through a relegation tournament. Unlike double elimination, where teams can do further matches if they finish all teams, if they finish, all teams have to finish their matches for each round before we can start the next one. So starting at the correct time and not freaking milking is necessary. (laughs) I know it's Halo and milk is inevitable, but make it as short as possible. Also, in terms of roster trading and drop windows, are uh, here are the details for this season. Captains are allowed to make one change before the Stage 1 qualifier, trade or free agent pickup. During both Stage 1 and 2 of regular season play, only challenger teams are allowed to make roster changes. Those teams can make a maximum of two changes either by trading with other challenger teams or from the free agent pool. No champion teams can make changes at this time. Therefore, There's actual roster lock. During the relegation week, between stage one and two, champion teams can make a maximum of two changes either by trading with other champion teams or from the free agent pool. No challenger teams can make changes at this time. Also, a team will be be allowed to pick up a player from the free agent pool if one of their players drops out from the league or is entirely inactive. That pickup can happen at any time and will not count for the two max team changes. Those players that drop out of the league or are entirely inactive will not be allowed to enter the free agent pool after being dropped. Sound good? I like it. I like to have the uh, concise rules out there. Absolutely. People should know what's up. I like it a lot. All right. Next news story. Mantra adds another team member. This is my mantra over on Twitter, and I quote, DreamHack Anaheim 2020 Halo FFA champion Andrew Diagram Lopez just signed a sponsorship deal with Mantra Esports for Halo's next free-for-all event. Welcome, Diagram. So good to have you with us. That's just such a feel-good story, isn't it? It is. Like, dude is like, yeah, I'm just going to show up to this event with my buddy. Oh, he convinced me to play in the free-for-all. Oh, I'm going to go to Target and just buy a controller. I don't have one with me. Just a standard Xbox controller. He plays default settings, and he just dominates. Like, what the hell? And sleeps in his car. Sleeps in his car, yeah. And then gets picked up by an org after, right after the event. What the hell? You can't, you can't ask for anything better than that. That's like story. That's like storybook ending, you know? It was perfect. No, yeah, it's crazy. I love it. Let's see where this partnership goes. Um, next news story. Minotaurs add another team member as well. This is by Minotaurs. They built it for me, the Beast. A genius created the Labyrinth. He went by the name Daedalus. Now, we couldn't find him, probably killed him when he entered the lab after locking us, so we got the second best. Uh, please welcome Tiberius Audley as our Halo analyst. Okay. I don't get the references beforehand, but there you go. Tiberius Audley is now their Halo analyst for Minotaurs. Congratulations. Next news story, Michelin makes an announcement. This is by Michelin. The Michelin Halo Reach 2v2 registration and details. It's in Sturgis, Michigan. Who knew that a a Michigan land would be held in Michigan? (laughs) March 28th and 29th, it's $25 per player, and you can check out the link in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show for the tournament sign-up information. Next news 
story. Blue Team Tournaments has been announced. This is by Blue Team Tournaments and Bobetta Feta. From Blue Team Tournaments Twitter account, we are proud to finally present Blue Team Tournaments, an online tournaments organizer dedicated to hosting Halo tournaments every month, every Halo, every platform. $200 guaranteed base prize pool plus crowdfunding. All tournaments are free to enter. And then Bobetta Feta stated, Sorry, sometimes I'm fashionably late, but here it is, guys. Something I, along with the team, have been working really hard on to provide you guys content, tournaments, and something for the Halo community to enjoy up to and after Halo Infinite. That's fucking awesome. I'm happy to see it. It's great to see. Uh, Enter tournament with an actual prize pool at the end. That's pretty cool. Yep, just like SWAT Nation. Um, The other thing is, too, is that... uh, You know what game was not excluded from that list, Will? Halo 4? Halo motherfucking 4. I doubt they're going to put on a Halo 4 tournament. An online tournaments organizer dedicated to hosting Halo tournaments every month. Every Halo. Every platform. We'll see. We'll we'll see about that, man. We'll have to wait and see. I guess so. That's fine. (laughs) You and I both know there probably is never going to be one. But what if they open it with that? What if they uh, open with I mean, a Halo 4 look, t- event? You, you could go with, like, something totally crazy and fun. Like, at, at Halo Outpost, we did a Halo 5 free-for-all tournament, but it was... Super Fiesta. Super Fiesta. Yeah. It creates that kind of fun element. It kind of, you know, it's competitive, but it's it's also, you know, a little bit luck-based. I got spawned with plasma pistols for three spawns in a row, and I'm like, oh, great, what am I going to do here? Win the game, that's what you're going to yeah. do. Yeah, um... But you know, it it could they could be just do something fun for the sure. community. Why not? They just you know if they're looking, um, sometimes having fun content over super serious gameplay content could be really good too. Right, we saw that with the show matches as well. Yeah, so yeah, exactly, they could be cool. All right, and then finally, the last piece of competitive news we have: UGC teases. This is by UGC. So UGC put out a tweet. It included a picture of a DM between neighbor and. UGC neighbor stated quote, I will sacrifice my firstborn. If y'all ran a halo two classic tournament End quote UGC tweeted, uh, replied with quote, to be honest, sacrificing the firstborn of a halo pro is probably the only way to harness enough energy for a halo two tournament. Let's do it. <laughs> End quote. All right. Uh, going back to the last topic here, uh, dust storm got a, uh, comment in before as we were switching over, but, he says, good concept, but is it sustainable? Which is a good question. Oh, for the community tournaments? Yeah. I mean, prize pools at the end where they're kind of crowdfunding. Are people actually going to pay in to crowdfund? Um, where is viewership going to go if, like, is it, are they going to get enough players every month? Like, that's kind of, I can see it. So, I think it will be sustainable based off of what we've seen with SWAT Nation, right? SWAT Nation has tournaments every month, dedicated prize pools every single tournament, and you see a lot of people come out for that. Now, not all these tournaments are going to be SWAT. Maybe none of them are going to be SWAT. So you have to take that into consideration. But I think with the team behind this, I think the only way to go is up. And yes, I think it will be sustainable in the long run, especially after Infinite comes out. We're we're less than a year away. And one, One thing we've seen, I think it's SWAT Nation do, is say a tournament doesn't fill up or they don't have enough players. They like roll that. They either push the tournament back or they roll that prize pool into something else. 
and they like I feel like they are it just they're always looking just to create tournaments. So Duststorm replied, but that's one tournament though, not six. As in what? Like one tournament a month? The SWAT Nation does do a lot. Yeah. But we're not saying that Blue Team is gonna be running a tur- like six tournaments a month. They just said they'll be running tournaments every month. Every Halo will be included in some way, shape, or form. It doesn't mean that there has to be six tournaments in one month. Oh, I see. Yeah. And does so, that include Halo Wars? I, I don't know. Do they consider Halo Wars a Halo game? I mean, it is a Halo game. It's a game based off Halo. This sounds like the a, another bigger topic debate here. No. <laughs> I'm not going through that again. I'm just kidding. Um, yeah, I, I think this is another we'll have to wait and see. So moment. like so like next month they might do a Halo 2 tournament, and then the right. next month they might do a Halo 3. Right. Now, at the same time, maybe they do more than one in a month. Like, who the fuck knows? I have no idea. They haven't announced, they haven't said anything past that. They will be including every Halo in some way, shape, or form. So. Okay. Yeah. Which means prepare yourself. Halo 4 tournament's incoming. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. All right. Well, there you go. Okay, let's... So, the Halo 2 Classic Tournament from UGC. Yeah. So, we saw... It was either UGC or it was, it was UGC Matt put out a tweet that said, would anybody be interested if, like, a... If we did a Halo 2 Classic event... I think it was something in regards to, like, a 2v2. Right? And I saw people replying with, I don't think a 2v2 would work for this type of game, I think it would have to be a four before. And then the question is, is there enough of a turnout? Right? Yeah. What do you want to see? Will? Um, I feel like I've seen every other tournament at this point, except a halo two tournament. I haven't seen a halo four tournament. So I I guess (laughs) that, that, that as well, but, um, we don't have to talk about that. It's okay. Yeah. (laughs) So we have, um, you know, I've seen the, they just had the reach tournament. They've done CE side two V twos. Right. We had the halo three, uh, not that long ago. Yep. Um, then skip four and obviously five was HCS and all that before it. So H two or H two a, it's the only thing we're really missing from the competitive scene that hasn't happened yet. Do you think there'll be enough turnout for it? If it was a four V four event, mm. that's a good question. Um, let's say let's say UGC's the next Halo Classic is a Halo Two Classic tournament. You might see some old pros pop out that be like, "Yeah, I'll come back for this." Just like we saw, um, Lunchbox and Roy come back for Halo Three. Um, you might have some people that have been playing Halo Two since Halo Three came out. Still, and that's the game they love that come out to play for it. Sure. Um, I think they could muster enough people. Okay. And then Duststorm also believes so. He says, Halo 2 Classic oh, Tournament would be awesome. I'd say yeah. Yeah. I, mean, I agree. Just put it on and see what happens. Yeah. No, I agree. I think if UGC is the person to put it on, is the organizer to put it on, and they fix their fucking Qualifiers. qualifier bullshit. Um. No, in all seriousness, I think that UGC would be a good platform to do it. I think it'd be a really cool announcement to see UGC's the Halo Classic return, new city, new location, right? And this time it's a Halo 2 Classic event. And to be completely honest, hold on to your butts here. Maybe it doesn't maybe they don't even have to wait 
for the PC release to come out. You think they just go MCC on it? Maybe. Now, now again, like the hype would be more around if they waited until it comes out on MCC on PC, then you have the PC crowd come in. Don't get me wrong. I'm just saying they don't necessarily have to wait. Sure. I think they would, though. I think so, like too. 60 frames. Yes. Better looking. Oh, yeah. They'd have to fix that display capture issue. but Right. And then the other thing is, but let's say, so 343 have come out and said that their plan, their plan is to release all of the games on MCC on PC by the end of 2020, by the end of this year. Mm-hmm. Okay. So Halo 1 appears to be on a really good track right now. Looks like it's, it, it, to me, it's going to be coming sooner rather than later. Yeah. Halo 2 was technically on PC before. It was Halo 2 Vista, right? Yes, it was there, though. It was. So who knows how much work has to be done on that side, right? Obviously a lot. There's a lot of development work to go on. Don't get me wrong. But, like, going from that infrastructure that was already laid down, Mm -hmm. what needs to happen? Obviously they're going to flight it. We're going to see things happen. But, yeah, I I don't know. I don't know. Because... Now, I didn't include this here, but Tashi also put out a tweet relatively shortly after Anaheim, and he said that uh, we'll have more to share in the coming weeks as to what's next. So there's something in the works. There is something in the works. So you're saying there's a chance. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Don't let your memes be dreams, Will. Um yeah, there's absolutely a chance. There's op- there's absolutely something going to be happening in the nearest future. How many weeks that is? I don't know. But I'm just hoping it's sooner rather than later because I I was in the I was on that side of I don't want to wait until infinite until we have more tournaments. I want more tournaments throughout leading into infinite. Because otherwise, and I, I said it before, it's not because we won't have something to talk about here because we always will, but it's when you don't have a tournament going on, when you don't have a major event to look forward to, it's just kind of just twiddling our thumbs, you know? A little bit. Yeah, it's it's upsetting because those players want to compete. They want to have something to compete in. Yeah, you saw a lot of the fallout after this Reach event being like, thank God I don't have to play Reach anymore, never mm-hmm. want to play this again. But the fact of the matter is they still came out and played it. Yeah, there's something to be said about having something to work towards. If you don't have a next tournament to work towards, or what, what's motivating some, some of these players to play. What is you know, They don't know what game's going to be played next. What skill do you hone in on to work on if you don't know if the next one's going to be Halo 5 or Halo 3, Halo 1, 2? What do you play? Right. You, know? you have no idea. So, I'm hopeful. I'm really hopeful. Um, all right. Well, that's it for the competitive news. Upcoming Tournaments of the Week presented by NoobCombo.com. Check out NoobCombo.com for all your Halo eSports needs. Shout out to Maddie Rums. Uh, so, believe it or not, there wasn't going to be anything. Until ESL Australia New Zealand put out an announcement saying that they're going to be running weekly Halo Reach 4v4 online cups. Therefore, Saturday, March 7th, ESL Australia, New Zealand, Halo Reach 4v4 Cup number one on both Xbox and PC. Links will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show if you are in that in those areas and want to sign up. Just some more international Halo representation. Very nice. Love to see it. Love to see it. Maybe we'll see Berserk compete again. Maybe we'll see that Mind Freak roster come back together. 
If they want to play reach. If they want to play reach. That's a great. Thanks for shooting my hopes and dreams down. <laughs> well, I appreciate that. Uh, but that, that is actually it for the upcoming tournaments of the week. Uh, we, there will be a good amount more the following week. So be prepared for that. And will before we get to the next segment, I have a question to ask you live on the show. Oh boy. So you said you might be busy for the SWAT nation birthday tournament. Were you able to confirm or deny? Oh, that's on the 22nd, right? I believe so. Gosh. I'm going to hold you to answer that question because I have a follow-up that I'm going to say after you provide me your answer. March 22nd. I want to see if Will has anything going on during this Halo SWAT Nation birthday tournament. Sunday, March 22nd. Uh, it's my niece's birthday. Okay, so you do have something going on. What time is the tournament? The tournament starts 2 p.m. Eastern Standard. So that's 1 p.m.? 1 p.m. our time, which means... Oh, right, go ahead. Well, it says that's her birth... It, so it says... The calendar says birthday party 1 to 2 p.m. Okay. Our time. Okay, so we're going to be recording the show earlier anyway. Probably. Okay, that's fine. So, here is my question. Listeners out there, I am going to compete in the tournament. Oh, boy. I'm going to do it. I talked to my wife. I made sure she was okay with me basically taking that day. I am going to be competing in the tournament. Therefore, and I'll put it out on Twitter as well, I need a duo. It's a 2v2 thing, right? Yep, I need somebody to be... My duo, we're going to lose. So, <laughs> now apparently we get matched up with another random duo. Yeah. So, I, I'm i just going to give you straight up. I'm not a huge SWAT fan. I respect SWAT Nation and their tournaments. I love them. I love what they do. SWAT's just not for me. But, I'm going to compete. Um, I'm going to represent us, Will. Let me, yeah. Um, if If something happens and I can step in, when's registration for that? Registration, Wednesday, March 18th at 6 p.m. Okay. Eastern Standard Let Time. Let me get a few more details down. Okay. With the bracket to release immediately after the stream. Yep. Because <laughs> that's with every SWAT so, Nation tournament. Yeah, no, it'd be really cool if we could compete together in that. I think but, so, too. Um, yeah, I might have a family thing. Okay. Well, if you do, I'll be looking for a duo. So hit me up on Twitter. I'll blast it out, too. We got it. We got to represent. They asked us to. Yeah. They called us out, basically. It's going to be awesome. Yep. So we'll see what happens. And I'm not fucking looking forward to playing Riptide. That map sucks so hard. Is that the one? Uh, it's kind of got some orangish to it. It's got yeah. Um, the lift to go up into that mid area. Yep. The, well, the lift to go and nest. Yeah. And then you can, you, can, uh, you can jump, stabilize... You can, like, boost jump up to top mid. To mid, yeah. Yeah. And then there's, like, the two tunnels yep. out of mid. Yep. It's, yeah. yeah. I fucking hate that map. It's kind of a, it's kind of a cluster. It's bad. It's a very bad map, but, you know, whatever. We're, we're going to do it, so there's that. I mean, it works with ARs. <laughs> oh, no. I'm telling you, that's what they should do. They should have an AR SWAT tournament. That doesn't make sense. Exactly. Oh. You need to get a headshot with an AR. <laughs> 
make it happen. Uh, Dust Storm get, says, get Scud. Oh, That'd man. Be good. That'd be hilarious. The man I tell to go sh- to go uh, get shit on, and he's my teammate. <laughs> That'd be really funny, actually. That'd I love Scud Paul so fucking much. He might do it. He might. Hit him up. If he's free. Paulsy? Ooh. Paulsy in there? Oh, man. Do I want to get carried? Yes, I want to get carried. I mean, Scud would carry me, too. Yeah. Anybody, anybody would carry me. Well, I would... Whoever, if I play, you need a damn big backpack. No, you'd you'd carry me too because you play more SWAT than I do. Um, all right, so there you go. I may or may not be looking for a teammate. Stay tuned for the uh, for the SWAT Nation birthday SWATathon. That's what it's called. That's what it's called. All right, all right. Well, without further ado, what is uh? Bring us into your favorite segment of the show. Roster Media! Hey, I uh, hit the right button this You week. did. <laughs> I noticed there was a little bit of a stutter there before. <laughs> I just got to make sure. <laughs> that was awesome. Um, so we have, we're going to go through the Halo Draft League Spring 2020 rosters. These were formed. Talk about them. We'll go through them. Might be some names you recognize. Yes. Maybe some, probably some you don't. Yes. All right. Team one. They don't have a name yet. It's uh, Out B Spectre, A Strange Owl, I Am a Tooth, D Man 8, uh, Venom, and Left Thumb. Team two Anthropex, Sushi, Aaron Aimbot, Siege, Holic, and Scarcy? Yeah. Sure. We, we have a uh, Game of Throws. Good name. Like Game of Thrones. It's a good name. Game of Thrones. Yep. Uh, good, game, good Good game, good name. <laughs> this includes Hype Knox, Crewman, Minx, Vulcan, Defiled, and I'm going to go Luke. But it's, or like, like, it's L-Y-K-E. Um, team four, they don't have a name yet. Her side guy's back. Trap. Vetra, Jiren, Flurry, and McCoskey. TSS Esports includes Segbura, Sylvanic, Anferkey, and Anferni? Yep, you're right. You're spot on. You're okay. spot on. It's Anferni. Financia, Generic, and Deceased. Man. You're hey, you're doing a swell job right now. An absolute swell job. All right. Keep it up. <laughs> Team six includes role model, Piggy Force. Uh I'm gonna go with Benz or yeah. F is for fate. Capri Sun Body Wash. <laughs> <In Bahashian. laughs> can you can you imagine? Capri, Capri Sun fucking does like an old spice type commercial and they come out and they, they have a capri sun body wash would it come in pouches oh my would god little, like flip thing to you're a marketing genius oh. that's what it should be yeah capri sun get at us uh team seven includes turtles jester uh capels soldier and one hit oh and in cyan i didn't notice the last uh comma uh, team eight is Morgan, Vemzy, M- Menace, QX, Chilled You, and Nick. I'm going to go with Nick. 
with the NWK. Okay. Makes sense to me. Sure. If, hey, it's all for your interpretation. <laughs> That's what I say every single week, and I stand by it. Team Zero includes Simply Fear Me, Devil Dog, Why Not Be Reckless, Costa Clan, and Oh, just that's his that's his gamer tag. Oh, oh, and ferocity. This is a good name too, Josh. It is Chicken Contendies. <laughs> Great name. This includes Beastish Yaddy, a Sunny Shadow. Doesn't make sense. Uh, Mopsy the Bad Kid and Will Mannion. Team Eleven includes Barbie Boy, Guitar Hero Dude, Exodus, Monsters, Fear the Beard, and King. Slabbeth. In the team 12, we have Nightmare, El Halo Elite, Bards, Blue House, Nerd, and Just Improve. We have a list of free agents as well. We do, Will. Or should I say you do? <laughs> oh, boy. Okay. We have SG Felon, Cavalier, Kingbox, Liquid Execute, Snipin, Kyrian, uh, Rexer Rossi, uh, Bad Bitches. <laughs> <laughs> that one get you? Yeah, I don't know why. It's just like the person did like the what? The capital I and the three for yeah. the B? Yeah. yeah. It's just, okay. Sure. We have uh, Tekia or Tekika. I don't go Goer, LPK Crusher, Method Bear, Don't Want No Smock or Smoke. I don't know. It's, yeah, it's it's smoke. Can uh, patch me, Ream Seamer, Triz Text, Mark owns your face. Hey, Mark. Energy Depths, Recon Slayer. What's up, Recon? Spartan Shatter, Gratuitous Brick, Onelium, Face Check OG, Euro Snow Cone. He's back. back. He's back, baby. Oh, someone please pick up Euro Snow Cone. Uh, EW Lava. Lego Dog, Prius Lasers, Rip Sets, Memorize It's. It used to just be Memorize It, wasn't it? Yeah, I think you could just say that, though. That's fine. Okay, we have Stealthy, uh, M1 The Hunter, NBK, Carnage. I think there's a Carnage. Yeah, I think you're right there. Uh, Mercenary, 1012AJ, Factual Alpaca. Kabuz. Begotten Cody 69. Yep. And Mixer's Mellow. Nice. Hey. Good job. That's that's going to do it for Roster Mania. So go check out those Halo Draft League matches. Do it up. See who's making a name for themselves out there. Yeah. I'm excited for the matches to begin. Uh, like I said, the, the tournament is today. Mm -hmm. So make sure to tune into that later on in the afternoon. And... Uh, Check out some sweaty Halo 5 Macharinos. Yeah, yeah. All right, Will. You're up again. Oh, yeah. Tournament League recaps of the week. What do we got? I think we got a few. Yes. Yeah, so first one is AGLA. Uh, is it is it, is it Winterland? 20? Winter League. Winter League. Oh, no. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, baby. Ready, Here we go. So it's the AGLA WL20 Reach Vanilla Championship results. We had the Jake Yard Dukes going up against Thundercats. Yes, we did. It was a 2-1 battle.
That's the three. Going to? The Thundercats. <gasps> oh, yeah, baby. It's nice. been so long. Feels good. Feel good to get that out. Woo! It also feels great that they won because that's just like. It just solidifies it for you. Yes. <laughs> I didn't right. have, I didn't have Bed Bath and Beyond. See? No. But I did get Thundercats. All right. All right. Oh. Next up, we have the AGLA Dash League Championship results. Uh, way to Fail went up against Goon Squad. They took it 2-0. So, uh, well, way, way to Fail did. That's, I hope that came across right. But anyway, Way to <laughs> I Fail mean, you, won. you clarified it, so. Yeah. <laughs> you clarified it three times. I'm pretty sure it came across just fine. There you go. They got it. Uh, next up, we had the... HWTC 2v2 Smurf tournament results. So they played with Smurf accounts. Oh, so we don't know who's who? Well, I mean, we do at the end. But, like, yeah. There's a Halo Wars uh, uh, tournament where they use Smurf accounts. So, Was it just to throw people off of strategies or? Potentially. I think it was just, like, one of these for fun type events. Okay. But yeah, go ahead. So in 9th through 14th. <laughs> <laughs> Are you kidding me? I'm not kidding. I'm not kidding. This is a, the yep, first this person. Team. Uh, so team erection. We had. I don't Nano, Nano Hina plus one rush man. Vegeta plus about to gritty. Captain Savior plus one. Uh, Hojubadan and Rasheen and Mad Tub five. 202 and AW's what amazing gamer. It's awesome gamer. Awesome gamer. Yeah. yeah. Thank you. I was like, I couldn't, I couldn't piece that together. I just figured it out. So don't worry about it. In fifth through eighth, we had, what are these freaking do you, do you, can you no. figure that one out? Uh, Gethinator? Get, it could be Get High Nader. And, and anyway, Ooh. Get High Nader and Metroid Venom. And then we had Jersey Tankles. What? <laughs> Jersey Tankles. Great names. And Big Saba Sasu. We had Eat My Egg Roll. I can read that one. And Hazard Star 420. And then Chaos and Babylon Don. In fourth place was Team Double Racks. Third was Paula Fox and New 69 and a bunch of other numbers. Uh, oh, my God. 69, 420, 69, 69, 69. There you go. Awesome. Uh, second place was EOD Spartan Seb plus one. And first was Wafu Mighty Hoax and Wafu Cars and Cam. Yeah. So it was Mighty Hoax and Cars and Cameras. There we go. Yeah. All right, moving on. <laughs> I thought you were going to say something. No, just... no, I don't. Yeah. no. Uh, I don't have anything else. Next up, we have tourney times. 1v1 me, bruh. Tournament results, 7th through 8th. We had Ant and Fernie. Yes. The Gold Star BR. In 5th through 6th, we had Smokey Dig and Guitar Hero Dude. In 4th place was Shabby Dagger taking home 40 bucks. In third place was Casey taking home $60. And second was Scariotic taking home $80. And first was Bound taking home $120. There you go. 
brackets, VODs will all be included within the show notes. Go check them out. I really hope that Bound competes on a roster in Infinite. Yeah? Yeah. Because he has the fucking skill. Clearly. He's competed before. He's done well. I think he has what it takes. I, I hope that he gets... I hope that he decides that he wants to compete in major events when Infinite comes around. I really do. He, yeah. he definitely has a skill. For sure, man. Hell yeah. All right, Will. It's time for the Reflection Corner. Sorry, Dust Storm. We, we don't have wind chimes. Next time, maybe. We'll see. Next time, maybe. We'll see. I That's the best answer that I've heard all day. <laughs> so, first up, Team Slayer and Competitive Halo. Yay or nay? Now, again, I I provide the context before we get into the actual discussion. So, Moses put out a tweet, and it states, All right, video game scientists, I'm going to need your help on this one. Most people agree that Team Slayer is the least skillful game type in Halo esports. If that's the case, why are we using it as a series-deciding game type? Tradition? Should we make a change? He put a poll. 63.7% 63.7% said to keep it. So, here's the reflection part. Based on a lot of the replies, it appears as though the tweet was taken somewhat out of context to the point where the conversation changed to whether or not Team Slayer should even be in competitive Halo at all. It also looked like the majority of pro players who replied wanted it gone. That included Spartan, Falcon, and Penguin. So, should Team Slayer be the deciding factor when it comes to a series? Should Team Slayer remain in competitive Halo? Was Halo Force Extraction one of the greatest additions to competitive Halo? <laughs> Never played it. So, and I'm going to include context here. What is Extraction? So from Halopedia, Extraction is a 5v5 objective-based game type. Opposing teams have the objective of extracting crates from various sites around the map. Players must plant a beacon and protect it from the opposing team during the Extraction countdown. If the defending team remains in control of the beacon, they receive one point. However, if the opposing team converts the beacon, the point is theirs. Once a site has been extracted, a new site becomes available. The first team to extract five points wins. Maps can be played on either a one-site or two-site variant, and they are labeled as A, B, and C, etc., and referred to as Alpha, Bravo, and Charlie, respectively. So, Will, Hmm. audience, should Team Slayer be the deciding game in a series? Should it be the game five? Should it be the game seven? Hmm. So let's, I'm going to go back to Call of Duty here for a minute. Go for it. Right now they're playing best of five series with two S&D search and destroy maps, right? Is it game two and game five if game it goes two that and far? Five, yeah. Which, S, which search and destroy could be de- deemed as having to be one of the most skillful um, yes game modes, types game yep. types you you get one life during the round you have to play very slow you have to know your angles where people are moving where they could be coming from mm-hmm. um but if you look at the series it's the respawn games like if you're really good at your respawn games you're going to win that series because they're laid out the you know five game series there's three respawn games um but you're right. The more skillful one could decide a series if it's S&D at the end on, on game five. So um, what mode would be, first off, what mode would replace it? 
is my first question because so glad you brought that up. You, you keep going. I'll heard, bring this up. We've heard or not heard, but we've seen a lot of great game five slayers where they end in forty eight fifty or something like crazy. But from what we've seen from recent competitive Halo, um, your Sentinels slash Tox uh, splice were so dominant in Halo Five and just they were just a step above that their slaying abilities were so high that it just seemed like the gap was too big. It was pointless to play a Slayer game seven against them because they were just going to dominate you. Um, so I don't know. I could definitely see it changing. I would like something more intense, maybe more skillful because yeah, it does take more skill to know how to rotate around points or cap a flag at a certain point. Um, I would personally capture the flag is my favorite. I would like to see capture the flag be game deciding because like those flag standoffs, like it can be so intense on a capture right. a flag. So literally going right off that point, lethal replied to Moses's tweet and stated a lot of other game types rob the hype and finality of a series winning uh, of a series winning moment is the main problem that I see. Look when an event or something ends on an oddball like 2009, 2010. Unless it's a last-second finish, it's meh. It would have to be CTF. Halo 5 could have had strongholds. Okay. But yeah, I like... Because, like, you capture the flags, right? Yep. Um, I've seen everything from, uh, you know, going from Halo 5 to a, a three-minute where a team just dominates and brings it home right away, which could be... Like for a game, if it's a, if that's a, I'm thinking if that's a game seven, you could be like, wow, this team just turned up for the final game. Mm-hmm. That could be that could be crazy to watch. You also can have standoffs where it ends two two when you go into overtime or have a replay, which for a game seven can just intensify even more. Right. Um. Or I've seen I've seen crazy comebacks on capture the flag. Someone's down. Uh, like I think it was Halo three where someone was down like. Four to one or something, and they came back and ended up winning at five four in flag caps. Um, it's happened. It's it's out there. Uh, that could be really entertaining to watch. It might be fun to play for uh, a team that you know they're, if they're used to a slayer and all of a sudden it's objective to end out a series and that you know game seven puts more pressure on people. It just has to right like yeah. it's do or die right here. Absolutely and having that kind of pressure during an objective-based game could really change things. And then also going based off that, so talking about CTF and standoffs, right? Mm-hmm. The thing that I noticed a lot during DreamHack Anaheim, um, problem. this may have something to do with being the first Reach event that's happened in a very long time, but a lot of the CTF games were very close. Oh, yeah. A lot of it was very back and forth throughout the entire tournament, like nearly every matchup. If you imagine seeing that, a game five or a game seven, every time, that'd be insane. Yeah. Like, that'd be absolutely insane, the amount of talent that's put out. Yeah, that's I, know, put on show. I noticed, too, in this Reach event that there weren't a lot of, like, long standoffs when they were holding the flag on each side for a while. Right. It seemed like they ended pretty quick, which those are big moves to to end up, for one player to get over there and end a standoff like that. Like, that's, like, it's exciting to me. Uh, so I think it'd be exciting to watch. I think it's very exciting as well. And when you see, I like how 
I like the moments where in a Team Slayer game it comes down to 49-49, right? Mm -hmm. You don't see it all the time. And maybe you see it a little bit more often if it's a game deciding series, like if it's a series deciding game, mm-hmm. right? Because everything's on the line at that point. But obviously, those they're they're more often than not you don't see that. But when you do, and it is a forty nine forty nine, and you might be waiting for a power up to pop up, you might be waiting for a power weapon to pop up, or you're just everybody's positioned. The battlefield's just dead silent, mm-hmm. and you're just waiting for that one person, the one person to make the wrong decision. Yeah. Or the team making the wrong push. Yeah, it might not even be someone making a wrong decision. It could have just, you know, it, those 49s, 49, 49s are just intense because it could be the right play to make the jump to top mid from wherever you're at, from wherever you spawned. Yep. But if they've positioned for that, it's... It's kind of crazy how that those play out. I think it'd be insane. But so then the Slayer moved to somewhere else in the rotation, or do you think, is it gone? Do you take it out? So where the conversation changed to within the replies, right? Does, does Team Slayer get removed? No. I think you need to have, whether or not it goes, it's a quick game, I don't care. Like, I think that Team Slayer is a staple of, Halo in and of itself, right? Team Deathmatch, I mean, okay, TDM and COD isn't in competitive, right? Mm-hmm. But TDM is a staple of that franchise. Oh, yeah. Now, the reason why I don't think TDM would work in COD is because of the time to kill and because of how respawns work in that game. With Halo, with time to kill being slower, with respawn times being longer... I think a TS works in yeah. competitive Halo. Therefore, I think Team Slayer should stay regardless. Whether it appears once in a series, whether it appears twice, that's up for debate, right? But I think it needs to stay no matter what. In terms of the previous question, I believe I'm with you, or I don't know if you gave your definitive answer. I think it should switch to an objective-based game type yeah. To be the deciding factor. No, I agree. Okay. So we're both in agreement there. It's, I think you'd have more, like you said, I think you'd have more opportunities for those big clutch moments, those um, potentially standoffs that take place in a CTF, t- in a CTF game, or, and we're going to talk about this shortly, if they do what you and I were talking about, where you had the idea of why can there be an SND, a search and destroy type game mode in Halo and could it work, right? So maybe if we see with Infinite a new game type, a new objective-based game type come into the fold or a variation of extraction like we just mentioned. Well, I actually really like the idea of Breakout. So what happens if you just re- kind of recreate that, maybe tweak it a little bit where um, like you... Yes, like, get rid of the, the blue maps, those weird-looking simulation maps. Sure. Make them, like, actual Halo maps. Make, I, I don't know. I I liked it to an extent, but, like, I, I get where the pros were coming from where, like, as a full Halo competitive, like, that's all they're going to do is break out? No. No, no thank you. But um, to have one mode of it, that like, it's kind of cool. I It was something different. It changed the, the game flow. 
you had to be very careful with your life and where you were pushing. Um, and then they also had what, like they'd have shotgun on one side. Did they have maps with sniper? I don't remember if they did. I think they may have. Yeah. Right. Or was it BR? Because you died pretty quickly in that, di- in that game. Yeah. Time. But I, I liked the whole like idea of, cause there was one flag in the middle. Yes. I like that whole idea of one objective to push for. Everyone has to be careful for it or, uh, but yeah, no. Or if they came out with like an S and D type game mode for Halo, I would try it. Um, it's just different. It's weird. So it's a weird concept to think for it to be in Halo though. Right. So Penguin replied to Moses' tweet and said, I personally wouldn't care if it went, but have something where kills are important, but objective can be done to pressure enemy team and win as well. Breakout was in Halo 5, but the execution was weird and it didn't play great. Extermination was also a social playlist and could be explored. Spartan replied, Sabinite, Sabinator, grinded extermination. That game type might low-key be lit. Also, where's extraction? Oh. Okay, so hmm. there, that's where that kind of comes into play as well. In terms of Breakout, the thing that, like, I liked it. I personally enjoyed it. It was that round-based Single life. They tried it, right? Now, everybody says that the execution was kind of poor. What I would have liked to see was that flag change into a bomb. And it's the griff ball scenario where the detonation is instant when you get it in. Because with the flag and breakout, you had to bring it back to your base. Yeah. Therefore, if the enemy's over here and I'm over here, and I need to grab the flag, I don't need to go over here and engage them. I just have to bring it right back. So, now, it didn't work all the time, obviously. They they balanced some things. But if it was a bomb, center of the map, you had to go for it, and you had to bring it to the enemy's base, that, to me, adds a lot more engagement, adds a lot more, like, again, potential clutch moments, Mm -hmm. potential standoffs depending upon what happens because it's round based as well. Yeah. I don't know. I, I would I, in my opinion, I would have rather seen it as a bomb based game mode. Yeah. I can agree with that because a lot of times what I saw happen is like the flag was ignored for most, for a lot of the other, it was just everyone going for slays, right? Yep. Opening slays. Because it was one of the only times in Halo that you've seen a non respawn variant. Yeah. So you didn't have to go for the objective. Yeah. Yeah. And then, um, usually what would happen is the team that was down in slays would try to grab the flag. Now it, it does create a whole different dynamic if they had to push forward. Um, and because they could like, sometimes the flag was like bottom mid and you could sneak away with it. And then it, the people who already had the advantage were now at a disadvantage because they couldn't, they didn't know where the flag was. Right. And no. it kind of like you, you're rewarding a team for being sneaky and you're, hurting a team for having the slaying prowl. You know what I mean? Yeah. The only thing that I can see as like a negative to my point, uh, well, I mean, there's going to be plenty of negatives to my point, but the thing that I can see clearly is that if they made it a bomb and you had to bring it to the opposite side, it could promote even less engagement. Or people hiding. Right. Camping. Right. I'm going to camp our base. Exactly. I'm just going to fucking sit here. What are, what are you going to do? Either the time's going to expire, or you have to move forward. So have fun. Maybe that was the problem when they tested could be. it. It very well could Is be. Because that, that's like, that could totally be a strategy. Hey, we're going to sit on our half of the map, wait for you to advance, 
And then because you're the one advancing, you're going to be out of cover and we'll just take you out. Right. Now, I think something to potentially mitigate that is to have like a power weapon or something located in the middle of the map as well. Something to go for. Something that could bring the advantage into your favor. So if somebody is, if they are camping on their base, then at least like, well, I took the challenge to get up there to get it. I now have the advantage because you sat back. Like you could do kind of what, uh, is it Fisher? Um, is it Fisher? Where, you know, oddball spawns top mid and then overshields bottom mid. Correct. So it creates that push for that bottom mid, even though that's not where the objective is. That's right. That's right. Um, yeah, it gives can give you that advantage to push forward. For sure. So um anything else you want to add to this before we move on to the next piece? Do, do you think so if they don't change it, does it hurt Halo? I don't think it necessarily hurts it. I think that people might be like Moses asked the question, which means it brought it up for open discussion. Yeah. Right? I haven't seen the question being asked before. So does it hurt it? No. I just think it could help it if it wasn't the deciding factor. Right. I don't think it hurts it at all, though, if it stays the way it is. Do you think they're... Like, so you saw from the pros saying they wanted it out. Or, like, they, they didn't want it to be the final game. Right. From but, from uh, three of the pros that replied, the, yes. But the, mo- the majority of the community wanted it to stay. Correct. So, is this going to be a case if they decide to change it? There's uproar from the community and there's people yelling at everyone. Where's Slayer? Slayer is a staple. Right. I, you know, like... We have it coming from a... It, now... There are other competitors in this thread, don't get me wrong, but yeah. I think we're coming from a pro versus spectator perspective here. Yeah. Where a lot of the pros, it seems like they're on the deciding factor of it should not be the deciding factor of a series or just fucking get rid of it altogether versus the spectating community or the cash. I, I put this in very big air quotes, casual perspective where... No, it, it doesn't it doesn't hurt anything. Who the fuck cares? Just keep it there. Right. Like does it really matter? So uh, this is where I could see in people's minds though, like this is another quote unquote legacy Halo thing. Like, oh man. You know what I mean? Like everyone's yeah, upset mean. about the new game because it doesn't have something the previous games had. You know, like that's that's where I can see this conversation going again is like this isn't Halo because it's not Team Slayer. You know what I mean? Like something right. to that effect. Right. Um, That's why I said I don't want to see it go entirely. Yeah. Because I do think it's a staple of. Yeah. Like if. Yeah. Just move it in the series. Maybe only have it once. Sure. Sure. Especially if, like we talked about, especially if they come out with Infinite with a new objective mode to go alongside what already exists. I don't. The thing I don't want to see. Right. The thing I don't want to see is a Halo 5 situation where they took out King of the Hill and they took out Oddball. They yeah. weren't there. King of the Hill base is still not there. I mean, it is, but it's not competitive. Well, they, they traded King of the Hill I for know, Strongholds. I know, but it, it just always reminds me of that Taco Shell commercial with the girl that says, why not both? 
Yeah, do you want, what is it? Hard or soft shell or whatever? No, it was like rounded oh, or square. Yeah, so it can like sit like, flat on the table. Yeah. And oh, yeah, so that's why like it's harder, yeah. harder, soft. Because, yeah. Yeah, and like, why not both? Why not both? So it's, that. that's what I'm getting at. Why can't we have both? Like, why can't we have King of the Hill where it's a single hill that moves throughout the match and then also have strongholds, which is like three hills, but they stay on the map forever. Well, then you're getting into, like, this is too close to the same thing. Do we sure. need both of them? Is sure, and I bet that's watch? why they talked about it when they're like, this is why we don't have King of the Hill. I get it. It's just I want more variety. I I personally like Strongholds over King of the Hill. Okay. One, because King of the Hill, the the, the area moves, and then that all the combat is focused in this tiny area of this bigger map. Sure. Where in Strongholds, you have full usage of that map for most of the game, where, like, if a hill spawns in a corner, like, both teams have to push from each of their sides. They have to overlook these areas, which is kind of the same as Strongholds, but it's just using the map, the whole more. map. More. More of the map. I sure. feel like King of the Hill kind of pins you in, in certain areas, and you just see people going back and forth dying in the same areas. So... Um, going based off that, my my counterpoint would be the thing that I like about King of the Hill that I don't like about Strongholds is that with Strongholds, right, the, the dream is to have all three capped at the same time, obviously. Mm-hmm. But the realistic measures have two. Yeah. Right? And every map has their two that you should be going for. So... Now, not every situation's perfect, okay? But bear with me here. Okay. What if... In the perfect scenario, you have the two that you're supposed to have. What do you do for the rest of the game? You rotate. You have your specific rotations that you have, and you get them off spawn. Like, that's basically what you should be doing, right, at the pro level. Yeah. With the thing that I like about King of the Hill that Strongholds doesn't do necessarily is that since the hill moves, you have to move. You have to get set up in different locations of the map. Those setups are more easy to be broken if you don't have a stronghold situation where you have the two that you're supposed to have and you just keep them. So that, that's my counterpoint to that's why I like King of the Hill more than I like strongholds. But maybe that's also because I'm coming from a mindset where I've had King of the Hill so much that when strongholds, the new thing came, it wasn't classic when, when strongholds came in, it was, Oh, I liked it at the beginning. It, It feels a little bit sale to me now. But I don't know. That's that's my point. I think another thing Halo suffers from a little bit sure. is that we do have these long game cycles. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if, you know, we had a new Halo game after two years of Halo 5? Where was the community then? Like, everyone was, like, just kind of like, oh, this is, you know what I mean? Like, they were frustrated with, you know, the abilities, right? So are we talk? Are we strictly asking right now? Two years into Halo Five, yeah, because that was realistically its peak. Exactly, that was the second World Championship of yeah. Halo Five. That was that was the peak, I believe, of H Five. That was when like the the dynasty of that CLG Optic Talks was coming in, and yeah. See, this is like so. This is where where I'm talking about like the long game cycle hurts it because if we had a new game, even if it's, so we get a COD every year, Mm -hmm. even if Halo went to every other year, like it would have been a, it's a refreshment, new modes or the same modes, but different sort of, you know what I mean? Like new maps, 
new, you know, they could have switched strongholds for King of the Hill and then, you know, maybe flip-flop that every year to bring it back. Or I think that's one of the best parts about competitive Call of Duty is that we've had years where CTF was there. Mm-hmm. We've had years, like this year, CTF is not in competitive COD. Mm-hmm. We've had years with, like, what, the Infinite Warfare, the Advanced Warfare, where it was that, the one where you could throw the bomb or whatever was it uplink. Was that the name of the game type? That sounds right. Okay. And now since we're going back, like we're not that modern, like we're not that futuristic, that's no longer in there. Mm-hmm. So you're able to always be fluid, right? You do have a constant influx of new maps coming out because there's a new game, new game coming out every year. You're able to take out, put in different game types, see what works, see what doesn't work. It's you're right. It's fucking hard when you have a game that doesn't come out for what it's now four to five years per cycle and you're not having new stuff come out during that game cycle. So with that being said, I wanted to bring it to this point. Yes. Hope is, and this is what 343 and Microsoft is touting with their new slip space engine. If it's true, they're saying they're designed it. So it's easier for the developers to make those changes get new things into the game, old things out. So maybe this is the case of this game's going to be around for a long time, but they're able to insert and take out these game modes, make these changes to abilities a lot easier than they were able to in the old engines. And that's really, that's what I hope I see. Hey, we're a year in, here's our arena refresh. These are the new modes we're coming out with. These are the new... Um, rules or whatever, you know, this is the new movement speed. This is the new, if there's thrust, the thrust percentage is down to 50% based off the, what the last season's thrust, uh, uh, you know, just base, things that could change the game like that. For the next bit. season of For the HCS. next season of HCS. Um, because I think that's, that's what hurts Halo esports is that um, a lot of other arena shooters have that refresh more often. Have have those changes, right? Is that is that fair to? I agree. One, I agree completely. Okay. Having the new engine be able to allow for easier and more efficient iteration, that is, yes, I, I agree that I hope that that is what is going to happen with the new game. Absolutely, I think you hit it spot on. Sweet. Yes. Um. So. Are we also in agreement that TS should stay? I yeah, I I agree that it should stay, but not be the deciding, the deciding factor. factor of a series. I agree as well. Okay, the next piece of the reflection corner. So, what is needed for future events? So Tashi put out a tweet. Again, this was shortly after Anaheim, and he asks, as an amateur player. What is the single most important thing about your experience at events that we need to nail for the future and why? Think official HCS events, not grassroots. Okay. So the reflection part here, a lot of the replies included the following VIP and free play areas, more information about the players themselves and stats, correct seats from qualifiers, including point allocations, Real LAN, mm-hmm. warm-ups, and specifically 
the amount of time every team gets, not like everybody should have the same amount of time to warm up. Sure. Okay. Prize pool extension to lower placing teams. In other words, ninth through 12th. Better emphasis on FFAs because that's where a lot of this amateur talent are able to make a name for themselves. Just like diagram. Just like diagram. More streams to show more matches, a.k.a. a Bravo stream. And less downtime between matches. So, with that list in mind, is there anything else you would like to see happen at HCS events moving forward? Or do you think they got it with what the community has already replied with? What do you think? And audience, feel free to chime in as well. Um, no, that I think they hit it pretty well. Um, I would, you know, you said a Bravo stream. I would like to show, like, I would hope they would have the capability that if main stage is down, downtime for whatever reason, they're switching up the teams on stage. Let's cut to our, uh, a, uh amateur series going on downstairs or whatever and see what's going on there. And yes, do it more often. Yeah. Because they had that before with. I think what they did that with the UGC Halo Classic at one point in time, and they've done it with other events as well, where they'll they'll have a Bravo stream, mm-hmm. right? And then when there is a downtime between matches, they'll the the hosts will switch over to that and they'll commentate over that instead of the actual commentators for the main stage match. Or you know what I'd even like to see? Um I'm gonna steal from the NFL here. Go for it. Um so you have your broadcasters in the booth, right, who are analyzing the game. Yes, you do. Um sometimes during in between maybe you know, there's a timeout or in between a quarter, they cut down to like Aaron Andrews on the field. Let's cut down to like another commentator or, or analyst that's down watching over the whole uh, challenger, the the AM series down. Yeah. Let's let's cut cut to them and get their take on everything. Like let them highlight the players. Let's do like a have someone to that does that that monitors the the AM tourney that can report back. And have a better understanding because, you know, the, the, the people on the desk are focusing on the top talent, that, that pro. Yes. The pros themselves. Yes. Let's get someone to focus on the amateurs so that they can um, just be brought to light and shown um, and get that info uh, up on stream. Right. Shout out those up and coming players. Shout out those like game five series that take place down there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I agree completely. I think that's definitely something that should be taking place. And we did see. Not necessarily that, but with DreamHack Anaheim, right? Via the official HCS Twitter account and the DreamHack Halo Twitter account, they put out some mini interviews that were taking place with some of those players that were down there in the pit. Oh, yeah. Like Queen was one of them that they did, and then I know that they did others as well, but it's that's the type of shit that should be shown on stream as well. Like, that should be everywhere. That That's great. Community, I need a clarification as well. Okay. So I've seen Queen, X3. Yep. And then I've MLG Queen. MLG Queen, yep. and then obviously Queen. Are they three different people, or is Queen the one person that's all the same? I think it's two different people. Okay. I think- I've, I'm just curious if anyone knows, because I've seen the names around. MLG Queen and Queen X3 are the same person. Okay. I think obviously Queen is somebody else. Okay. Good to know. Because I, I just I've seen the name. I didn't wanna I didn't want to mess that up in the future. Yes, that is it. Obviously, Queen is a different person. Got it. 
There you go. So was it MLG Queen that they? Yes. At the uh, event, got yep. it. Um. Okay. That's. I believe. Well, what, what do you think? What do you think? Oh. The, uh, you didn't. You didn't say sorry, what you wanted. Sorry. No, because I'm basically like I think they hit everything that I wanted. Uh, the other thing I'll say here is that um, I'm gonna I'm gonna add a little bit to these points that were made. Okay. So less downtime be- between matches. The thing that I also want is more content shown between matches, like we talked about. Well, that's yeah, right. That it's a huge thing. I talk about it all the fucking time, but I, I really do mean it. I think whether it's cutting to, um, whether it's cutting to a match that's in the AMA or in the open bracket, whether it's showing an interview, whether it's fucking showing a montage, just something. Give us something. Now, the normal breaks, like we talked about with DreamHack Anaheim, the breaks were a lot shorter, right? Yeah, which was good. great, which was great. They need, to, they need to keep that up. But in the event something happens, like we also talked about, always have a plan B, plan C, just in case something fucking goes catastrophically, catastrophically wrong. Mm-hmm. The other thing I'm going to say, better emphasis on FFAs. I want to elaborate further on this because coming from an older competitive Halo background, we used to have Big Flex 4 FFAs. Yeah. Right? So Big Flex, the Razor. Would sponsor it. Yes. Yeah. And there would be this huge, they would put a massive amount of stream time on it. They'd always show the grand finals, like before, like right when Championship Sunday started. That's what they started it off with was the FFA. And it was, it was great to see the up-and-coming talent because not only did you see the up-and-coming talent, that talent got picked up yeah. by teams. I have a question. Sure. Because I came in during Halo 5. Yeah. I didn't see what would happen a lot of times beforehand. So um, we saw with Call of Duty, I've seen, we've seen it countless times with Halo, mm-hmm. there's a lot of downtime between matches. It takes time to get players up on stage and set up. Did it not used to be like that? It was. It was? Yep. So what happened along the way that caused all these long extended breaks? Like what used to happen during these times in the old streams? So I think there was a lot of downtime, but it was also like a lot of advertisements that would take place as well. And then also I specifically remember that they would show. So back in, oh my God, this is bringing back some memories. Back in the day, they had a Dr. Pepper, um, so, T-Square, Tom T-Square Taylor. Oh, yeah. Right? Got sponsored by Dr. Pepper. That straight ripping roster got sponsored by Dr. Pepper. Dr. Pepper was a huge sponsor of, like, MLG and whatnot as well. Okay? So, there was a show. You know, like, Pimp My Ride? Yeah. And, and MTV Cribs? Oh, yeah. You know those shows? They did a Dr. Pepper, like... They would take, this is so fuck. this is actually like really cool. Okay. This is really cool. And I, I, I loved watching this. There's a Dr. Pepper show where contestants would submit their gaming room. Like what, what their room that they use to play video games in, play yeah. Halo and whatever. Yeah. And they would submit a video submission to be selected to get like a room upgrade, right? Oh, to like yeah. pimp their room out. Yeah. Right. And 
Like, it was so... this Man, the days of competitive Halo back then were the fucking tits. So, what would happen was... I'm not kidding. It, it was way, way back then when Halo 3 was the pinnacle of console esports, right? Yeah. You had... They were rock stars. Those players were rock stars. Yeah. They were famous. Like, they're, they are famous now, don't get me wrong. But back then, like, they were... Their faces were on fucking cans like Ninja is a can of Red Bull. Yeah. Right? You could buy a T-squared faced can of Dr. Pepper at gas stations across the country. That's how big this was. So, this show. I'm going, like, off off the rails here. But this show was... uh, A contestant would be chosen who submitted their video, right? Yeah. And they would get their room pimped out with a whole bunch, like, brand new systems... Controllers, right? Beanbag chair, <laughs> a Dr Pepper fridge. Oh yeah, that that was a staple in every one. They'd have an, an a neon lit uh, MLG sign in each one. Oh. It was it was awesome. Yeah. It was it was genuinely really fucking cool. And um, the other cool thing is that they would bring in a pro player or more than one, and they would hang out with the contestant all day or the, the couple days or whatever it is while they re, while they completely redid the room. Oh, that's crazy. Yeah, so the player would the 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 contestant would always be hanging out with this professional player that he or she may have looked up to, right? And they just go fucking hang out, they go play baseball or they just go do something. Yeah. In that in that city and then they have the big reveal like extreme home makeover type shit, yeah. you know? And it's just it was something really cool that we haven't seen. I haven't seen something like that in a really, really long time. And bringing it all back during some of these downtimes, they would cut two clips of that that episode. Oh, okay. So they would show it during the stream. And, like, if you want to watch more, you can head to MLG.TV and you can watch the rest of the episode. It's, like, stuff like that. So Content. The, so that was all... Oh. That was all MLG, though. And like, Dr. Pepper. And Dr. Pepper, right? Yeah, they but, were but, a big part. Well, look, it was MLG. It was on MLG TV. Yes. So MLG back then was running these tournaments. They were pimping their own content. Yes, they were the HCS before the HCS was even a thing. So what else? So does the HCS need to get involved in just more content creation outside of Halo? Well, it, like Halo, but include... Like outside of Halo, but including Halo. Like does, Sure. I... Yes. I believe they do. Like they have the... Like, they have the Halo Museum at 343, right? Yes, they do. Like, what if they did, like, a, a video tour of that and then showed clips of it during breaks of, like, someone explaining all the, art quote-unquote, artifacts? Right. Like, that'd be pretty cool. It would be. But we saw Halo Outpost Discovery. Select cities. I'm sure there's a ton of people that weren't able to go. Yes. If that ever... Um, you know, when that ever. Well, if... It's going to come back, right? Yes, it will. It's now, coming back in 2021. Yeah. So they're going to focus on Infinite. It's yep. going to come back. I think Outpost is going to be more exquisite in 2021 because yeah. it'll have the Infinite lore into it. Yes. Um, but it's going to change. And for those who didn't see the original Outpost, it'd be really cool if there was some sort of like... Outpost Museum? Well, like... Well, not Outpost Museum. Last but like, time at Halo Outpost Discovery. Yeah, sure. To hype the new one. But they had like the walkthrough of the uh, the ring experience. Like not. Which is really, really was, fucking cool. It was awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah, I would really like to see just more content from HCS 
surrounding the Halo universe during those downtimes as well. Like yes. It doesn't have to be strictly competitive. Like some people might complain, oh, we're here for competitive. Why aren't we watching competitive stuff? But anything Halo, like just bring the community together like that. Like show off Halo lore stuff. Show off other things. And I'm going to say, I'm going to take that one step further. That has to be a like a basis for every roadmap event. So they're working on a year roadmap. Yeah. Okay. That roadmap, I imagine, will have events other than just HCS events on it, potentially. If it does, I don't care. A standard has to be that type of stuff, that type of content. Because if I'm a, if I'm a spectator and I'm coming in for the first time, Right, and I come in and I watch an HCS HCS event for the first time. My expectations are here. Hopefully, they're here. Right mm-hmm. after watching it, and be like, God damn, that was that was amazing. Like that, that's everything. Man, I should watch more Halo back in the day. That sounds fantastic. Right. Yeah. Then if they go to, and then this, this isn't meant to shit on anybody, but if they go to like a DreamHack stream, the next event that takes place. Right, and you have just a standard "be back shortly" screen. Nothing taking place between matches. It just feels like a letdown. It does. Your expectation was here. You're like, oh my god, Halo Infinite is like these esports events are going to be amazing. Eventually, it just starts dropping. I don't want it to be like that. And the people that are running these events do an incredible job. Yeah. And I don't want to, I don't want to see their work go unnoticed because I I think I brought this up last time, but you know, when, when HCS is running these events, they might be at DreamHack Anaheim, right? But HCS is there doing the production, doing all that. When it's, when it's this, when it's just DreamHack putting on the event, they don't have all those resources, right? Like it's just the people trying to put on the tournament and get it on a stream. They don't have the, the, all the backing and all that content stored away. They don't, I'm sure they don't have someone at DreamHack that just stores Halo content ready to use. We know they have a Halo team. Right. I don't know how big that team is. But that's got to be like, we know how to run a Halo tournament team. Right. Not right. A right. Halo content creation and team. For those who were unaware as well, um, they, DreamHack is a massive thing. Like, we're, we're just talking about the, just the Halo aspect of a DreamHack tournament. We're not talking about DreamHack as a whole, which has a massive amount of personnel, is a massive gaming event, which takes place in multiple cities around the world. That's not what we're talking about. Um, and then Duststorm replies with, there needs to be uniformity across supported Halo events. Absolutely. And then totally also, agree. wasn't uh, part of that supposed to be part of the consideration for the HCS Grassroots Partnership? I hope so. I think so. I hope so. I don't know. It didn't seem to come through that way. It also, where the fuck have the grassroots announcements been? Are they just, I don't know. That's a whole other topic. We could go on. I know, but like, that's, that's another, it's, it's a thing that we haven't gotten a lot of information on. It's been right. The program is on hold, but it's, it's just the fact that we haven't had, really any information except the few announcements for who got added. Like. Yeah, there wasn't any. Yeah, no, I get what you're saying. There wasn't any big 
Like they got what official? Like they got a few official tweets from the the Halo Twitter account, but there wasn't a lot of like hype. No, there wasn't a lot of promotion either. Promotion. Yeah, maybe that's the word I'm looking for. There needs to be just Halo, more Halo promotion everywhere. Yes. How about that? Yes. Let's get, that, let's get it back out there. Yeah, absolutely. Dust states. Uh, yeah, not expecting much for a while on the restructure. Couldn't agree more. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, it's unfortunate with the grassroots stuff. Hopefully everything gets better in the future. It's, we're at the point where like infinite is the last light and we're just waiting for it and hoping that it's, it's everything it needs to be. Exactly. It has to be everything that we need it to be. Um, yeah. Let me... Hold on. Dr. Pepper... Are you looking up the Dr. Pepper rooms right now? No. I'm, I want to know what the name of that fucking show was. <laughs> yeah. The, the rooms. The doc- yeah, yeah. Yeah. I just want to know the name of the show. Okay. That's okay. all. Well, Shit. I think that does it for the topic. I think we've gone through everything... Yes. And extended yes. on. I'll figure out the name of it. Or if someone in chat wants to tell me what the name I of that will, show was. You're going to read the news here yes. shortly. I will look up the Dr. Pepper show. Thank you. And please, Dr. Pepper, if uh, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> please uh, become a sponsor again so we can get those shows back because God damn was that awesome. That's all I want. <laughs> I just want that. I want that Dr. Pepper show back so bad or just something all like right. it. I just, you know what? Fuck it. Don't bring the Dr. Pepper show back. Instead... Let's bring Exhibit, and oh, let's no. get a Pimp My Ride, but Halo-fied version of it. Mm. Yep. Mm. That's what I want. I don't know about that. Pimp My Tournament. <laughs> Exhibit comes in, fucking West Coast custom style, and uh, pimps out your tournament location. Oh, was it just called the Dr. Pepper Ultimate Gaming House? Was that it? Was it the Dr. Pepper Ultimate Gaming House? I bet they called it... Yeah, I bet they did call it Ultimate Gaming House, but really it's a room. Probably. Yeah, that's probably it. You're yep, right. Yep, uh, Yep. Dr. Pepper Ultimate Gaming House. But right. really it was a room. Let's set expectations here. It wasn't the whole house. Man, 2010, 20... Yeah, dude! I told you it was a long time ago. It was 10 years ago. First one, December 7th, 2009. Holy crap. How awesome is that, though? Look how far we've gotten away from that. Yeah. What am I doing? This is my show notes. Like, <laughs> God damn. It's so fucking cool. That was so cool, man. You should watch those old episodes. They're amazing. Um, all right. Well, it's time for some regular news. Uh, there's a 343 position is opened up. This is by Dursky over on Twitter. We're looking for a senior producer to join the 343 publishing team. If you're interested in working on Halo and helping to shape the future of the legendary franchise, check out the link below for more details. Link will be included in the Google Doc of the show notes of the show. You can use the command exclamation point show notes and uh, you'll get a link right to it. Next up, this is that unlikely partnership that got announced. Herman Miller and Logitech G join forces to create high-performance furniture solutions for gamers. This is by Herman Miller. For those who don't know... Well, let's just get into the article here. Logitech G, a brand of Logitech and Herman Miller today announced an exclusive partnership to research, design, and manufacture the next-generation high-performance furniture solution for gamers. Both companies bring years of design and engineering expertise in their respective fields and combined, and combined will address the needs of esports athletes, gamers, and streamers. Quote, 
Had Herman Miller, we have a rich history of designing solutions to support people wherever they live and work, end quote, said Tim Straker, Herman Miller's chief marketing officer. Quote, we're excited to combine our ergonomic research-driven approach with Logitech G's excellence in technology and innovation. Together, we'll develop high-quality solutions that provide gamers and esports athletes with the utmost support and comfort, end quote. Like traditional sports, esports athletes and professional streamers need the right gear to perform at their best for long periods of time. In addition to long-term health concerns, esports athletes may also experience a loss of focus and a decline in overall performance due to discomfort. The solutions on the market today are not addressing these concerns. In fact, many of the products on the market today focus primarily on aesthetics rather than research-proven ergonomic design and can cause more harm than good. Kind of funny, right? This is, it's, yeah. Yeah, I told you it's a fucking bizarre thing. You're getting a Logitech chair. So, you're getting an Ehrman Miller Logitech chair. I, I'm going to keep reading through this. Quote, Logitech G is committed to creating the best <laughs> gear for gamers. We make that possible through a unique collaboration process between our design and engineering teams, partners, and our customers to translate needs and capabilities into products that gamers love. End quote. Said Peter Kingsley, Chief Marketing Officer at Logitech G. Quote, Herman Miller was the obvious choice for us to partner with, given their more than 100 years of expertise. Together, we'll deliver amazing products with advanced ergonomics, comfort, and performance that gamers deserve. End quote. Because they deserve it. Logitech G and Herman Miller will analyze and incorporate the feedback from esports teams with which they have relationships, including Complexity Gaming, TSM, Navi, and others, into products that address their needs and concerns. The first product of this partnership will be a gaming chair set to launch in the spring of 2020. Hmm. So, for the folks at home who don't know what Herman Miller is, they're a company that make high-end furniture. They make tables. Yeah. They make sofas. They're primarily known for their office chairs. Those office chairs are very expensive. Upwards and more than $1,000. Okay? That's like baseline. Yeah. A lot of people buy refurbished which is fine. They, they last for basically ever, but they are the pinnacle of what a comfortable and ergonomic office chair can be. People say there, there's like a rule of thumb out there in the world, right? Where you spend the most money on the things that you use mo the most in your life, your bed. I mean, I guess your phone could be included in it now, but um, your car, because you, you drive a lot in your car, depending upon where you are, your bike, if you transport a lot on bike, so on and so forth, right? A chair is one of those things as well, Prime, for, especially, excuse me, for people who are in an office setting, for people who work from home a lot, for people who are sitting at a desk a lot of the time. Spend a lot of your money on an office chair. Herman Miller is known for having some of the best in the world. So seeing them being the exclusive partner with Logitech G, which is their gaming division of Logitech, makes sense, right? Seeing this could be huge for the space. This is this is literally only untapped potential for Herman Miller. Yeah. Like they've they've never stepped foot in this space before. This is only gonna be an upside for them. They already make office chairs. So maybe they add a little bit of that aesthetic. The gaming chair aesthetic. Yeah, into it, but obviously with a focus on ergonomics and comfort. Because for those who have never sat in a Herman Miller chair before, they're life changing. <laughs> I do not own one. I have coworkers that do. They are phenomenal. Yeah. They're in their weight. Um, yeah, that's 
that is that news story. I'm ex- I'm excited to see what the first one looks like. Spring 2020 is coming up pretty pretty soon. Yeah. Um, I don't know. It's weird to me. It's just probably going to be another gaming chair that's 600 bucks. To we shall see. 1500 bucks, <laughs> Depending on the model you want. It very well could be. Who knows? Yeah, they have to, like, I mean. They can't be, like, super expensive, can right. it? Right. I mean, if you're looking at what market you're trying to appeal to, gamers are usually, what, 15 to 25 market. Yeah. They're not probably going to have a couple thousand to spend on the chair. No. Unless they're going to become a Fortnite pro. I mean, yeah, they could do that. You never know. Um, last news story of the week. It's a big one. Strap in. MCC development update for February 2020. This is by Postums. I did trim out some of this as well, so keep that in mind. You can read the full article, Google Doc, show notes of the show. Check it out. February flighting. Flighting for February took off on the 13th of this month with for just over 100,000 players on PC via the Halo Insider program. On the 20th, we updated the flight build and invited an additional 50,000 insiders to participate. Then on the 25th, they released the final update, extended it, and then cut it off. So, design update. Halo MCC season update. First, I'd like to say thank you to everyone who is participating and providing feedback on our first MCC progression system. We've seen a lot of people talking about it, asking when the next one will begin and wondering what the future looks like after our initial Halo Reach focus system or season. To help share our plans, we do not have an ETA for when the next season will go live, but it won't be at the time of Halo CE's anniversary's release. Each new title release being added to MCC on PC will not necessarily correspond to a new season or unlocks for that specific game and some seasons may incorporate multiple game unlocks. The goal for us is to ensure each future season has content that is meaningful, of the right variety, and includes new elements for each season. We also want to provide more choices in how you can earn uh, both earn season points and how you can unlock. As a reminder, there is no end to the ability to unlock content from a previous season. When a new season rolls out, you are not locked out from earning previous seasonal content. You have not finished unlocking everything. Therefore, sounds to me like they don't have a season of unlocks for Halo 1. Well, we kind of talked about this before where Reach did have an unlock system already. Correct. So what could you possibly unlock in H1 that isn't already there? Yeah. Or the other games for that matter. Right. That wouldn't necessarily, that wouldn't change how that game is you know yeah these you can't i I don't know could you add different armors and whatnot or would that change hitboxes would that change i don't know i don't know i don't know but there you go there is not going to be a new season with halo one's release date it's unfortunate i i I expected there to be me too for some reason i did too but we'll see what we'll see what we get Yes, Dust. Interesting indeed. Double XP event. Starting today, we'll be running a double XP event from Friday, February 28th until Monday, March 9th. All medals and XP caps will be doubled from their current values in all game modes where XP can be earned. This is a great opportunity to earn those unlocks as you may have been eyeing in Halo Reach. As a reminder, we'll be actively monitoring player behavior during this time. 
Idling and methods of harvesting XP in ways which can be detrimental to the multiplayer experience will result in bans. Don't fucking do it. Also, like previous XP weekends, updated XP values will likely roll out over time on Friday. We recommend restarting and reloading the game once the update goes live to expedite the XP bonus flow. New features for Halo CE Anniversary on both console and PC. As we release new titles on PC, our goal is to also include new content and features for players to enjoy and elevate the experience beyond what is currently in MCC on Xbox One. There are several key updates to Halo CEA. One is a complete overhaul of the customization interface, and the other is bringing the community-requested classic Halo Combat Evolved sound back into multiplayer in MCC. The last feature will be a toggle for you to enable either the classic HCE sounds or the newer CEA sounds in your settings. We also aim to provide updates and value to Halo MCC players wherever they play. We want to get things right for each platform. And with the launch of Halo CE on PC, we need just a little more time to deliver an Xbox update, which will bring in the new Halo CE features detailed above, along with Halo Reach bug fixes. The Halo CE you play and enjoy today will continue to work across all game modes until this update comes out. Because of the number of updates and bug fixes to Halo 1, Halo Reach, and some other bug fixes to other titles, the download size can be up to 60 gigs if a player has all the games installed. To, minimi to minimize the size of the download, please use the intelligent install feature of Halo MCC to unselect any games or content you may not want to update. Fuck. MCC is going to end up being like... 500 gigs? 500 gigs on your... <laughs> Good wow. lord! A 60 gig update? We're getting like COD levels right there. That's crazy. That's nuts. All right. Halo CE customization update. At launch for PC, Halo CEA will use the new 3D character model render to allow players to preview the multiplayer customization options. In Halo MCC today, you can make Halo CE customization choices but cannot easily visualize what your player might look like in-game. Going forward, we will continue making investments into customization and look for ways to enhance the options and presentation available in each game going forward for both platforms. For those who did, it looks a little weird. Because of the Unreal update, looks a little weird. That's all. Forge and Theater update. When Halo Reach launched on PC, we did not include Forge and Theater because we knew that there was more work to do in order to create an experience, controls, and UI that felt PC native. Some of the awesome modders in the Halo community found a way to unlock Forge in the current release, but the mod support is limited to controller and the original HUDs and UI. We're making good progress on building a Forge and Theater experience that includes solid support for mouse and keyboard, remappable bindings, and more intuitive controls and HUDs when using inputs that are not a controller. In addition to adding PC-native features, we are also including a larger Forge update that will improve the Forge experience on PC and console via our Thorage update. This update will include a lot of cool new features that go beyond what is available in any retail release of Halo Reach today. We can't wait to see what cool new things the community creates when this update goes live later this year. Input Latency Testing Focus one of the areas in which our team has increased test effort for the Halo CEPC launch is input latency. A report is generated on a variety of gameplay scenarios with associated latency measurements using special hardware and a high-speed camera. The report is reviewed multiple times per week, and the team digs into changes or unexpected results in the numbers. We have heard the feedback on input latency in Halo Reach and have made a greater effort to assess input latency throughout the development of Halo CE. Our goal is to have the lowest input latency we can deliver for each game, and the results may vary by game given that each one runs a different engine. As we develop and flight each game uh, for Halo MCC PC, we look forward to your feedback and results from your tests. And as always, 
This is an area that team will continue to track and iterate on beyond a title's release where warranted. Okay. I mean, I wish everything was ironed out by the time things were released, but you know, we're, we're just not doing it. We're getting them now. Yep, we're getting them now. The no spread update for ranked gameplay. Earlier this month, we flighted Halo CEA and made a requested change from the competitive community. This update will come to players when Halo CEA joins MCC on PC. Xbox players will receive this update in an update plan for shortly after the PC launch. This change has been added to our Halo CE ranked team doubles playlist, which disables the bullet spread on the Magnum and Sniper Rifle. These settings should feel uh, familiar to some hardcore Halo CE players. Because this is a big change to the playlist and, and to facilitate players' ability to quickly find matches for testing, we reset the skill rank in this playlist in the flight. Note that this has no effect on players' ranks in the full MCC game on either platform. In flights, resets of skill and profession, progression ranks, game saves, and stats may occur to test certain content or pipelines. Okay. Almost done. Sustaining Halo Reach and Halo MCC overall. In addition to bringing Halo CE to PC and updating Halo CE for Xbox, it is our intention to improve and add value to each game in the overall experience in Halo MCC throughout the year. When we launched Reach, we heard feedback uh, that there were some areas specific to Reach that needed improvements. The ability to easily transition between crouch and move on mouse and keyboard is one of those areas. We tested out a variety of solutions and recently flighted a change that should make this feel better. Feedback from that flight has led us to believe we should release this update alongside the launch of Halo 1. Other areas of concern for players in Halo Reach include audio and the ability to adjust the view model position. We are actively working on improving audio, and due to the nature of the way audio is created for Reach, we will need a bit more time to get this right. Postums has some great information for you about this endeavor in the next section below. For the view model... Adjustments are coming along, and internally, we have a way to adjust the hand and gun position for different classes of weapons, along with the ability to tweak these at a more granular level in a config file. We still have additional UI work to do for this feature, and we need feedback on what kind of limits we may want to put in place for matchmaking, view model adjustments. We will play test and work on this feature more as a team, and then roll out a solution for, uh, to flighting for additional community feedback in the future. Finally, we continue to update the overall interface of Halo MCC. On PC, we are adding in the message of the day feature along with the ability to see your ping to the various dedicated servers under the network tab of settings. Xbox users currently have these features, but PC players do not. Going forward, we'll be making more updates to the interface and expanding settings and overall usability in ways that improve the experience for both Xbox and PC users. And finally, Halo CE Classic Multiplayer Sound. One of the top requested features from our community for Halo 1 that we wanted to investigate is the following. Classic multiplayer audio was not being used in multiplayer. This option for campaign audio was one of that already existed in MCC on Xbox as shown below, but players only had the option for the updated audio in Halo CEA and multiplayer. We are happy to announce that we are now putting the final polish on bringing the classic multiplayer sounds to the Halo CE PC launch. Initial playtest feedback is that players are happy to have the original audio in place, which brings the overall Halo 1 multiplayer another step closer to the way we all remember it on the original Xbox. For those who would like to use the anniversary sounds in multiplayer, a toggle to swap is located in the settings. Beyond sound, we're looking into additional community requests and bugs on differences between the current version of Halo 1's multiplayer and, and Halo MCC and how we can close the gap between those experiences. Stay tuned for more info in the future updates. That's it for the news. Ooh. I'm sorry it was a long one. That was a long one. Yeah. Got through it though. Postum's 
updates for development stuff are very long. Yep. There's also an interview in that article that like base nearly doubles it. So check that out in the article. It's all there. I tried cutting what I could, but that's that. And then Duststorm uh, said, curious what happened to the, it'll be ready when it's ready mindset. I honestly think what happened was like, they got a release date for infinite and they're like, okay, this has to be out before infinite. And they just started rolling. I bet Microsoft intervened. Could have been. That's what I bet it was. Usually publishers like to poke in every once in once in a while, you know? They're like, hey, we like money. You wanna like, I don't know, put it out there? Like <laughs> so we can make money? Um I don't know. Something tells me that Microsoft had to have something to do with it. Like may, maybe not a lot, maybe a little, but I something tells me they had to have something to do with it. But, you know. Game development can be hell. I'm not a game developer, so I don't know. Hey, Will, guess what? What? It's time for Will's Adventures Within the Lovers. Will, what'd you play this week? Uh, Just played some more Tarkov. That's all I've been playing. Are you still enjoying it? Yes. Are you, are you mainly going in as a scav or your PVC? Is that what it's called? PMC. PMC. What do you, what are you mainly going in as? Um, or do you, or do you do like a 50, 50? I think I'm mainly, so I have this weird thing with this game. Okay. Where I just like collecting loot and selling it for money. Like, no matter what it is. What's what's weird about that? Like, I'm not, like, uh, so I'm using my scav probably more than my, my PMC, to be honest. But I'll go in as a scav. You like I, seeing that number go up? I have my little loot run that okay. I go on. Yeah. Uh, there was one map uh, where, so I spawned in with a sniper. Sure. And uh, I end up getting three kills on three different player scavs, other player scavs. Okay. Which felt pretty good, because usually I'm not a sniper. But uh, I did well, got out with the with the run. But yeah, I like seeing my stash value and my ruples just go up. I'm at like four and a half mil now. Nice. Um, it was kind of funny. So I was playing with Joey on Saturday. Yeah, Saturday. Okay. Yesterday. Gosh. Yeah. Yes. I know. I'm right. like I'm messed up with my sickness. Sickness, and I'm like I can't remember what day it is. Um, but. So he, we were playing, uh, we got on probably 10 or 11 in the morning, played for a little bit, and then he ended up getting offline, but he's the type of person who loves running PMC, so he loses a lot of money. Like okay. If, when I play with Joey, I can expect to lose half a mil that day. Like, that's how... <laughs> <laughs> he's going with the... It's just... <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's it, awesome. That's how it goes with us, okay? Wow. Uh, like, oh, play with Joey, I'm going to lose another half a million dollars today. Might as well get ready. Yep. So... Um, he's down pretty low on money. Like he's probably under a half a mil in his account. So okay, when he got offline, I'm like, all right, I'm gonna do a bunch of scav runs, and everything I get, I'm gonna sell and give the money to Joey, so we can continue to play. Oh, you can give money to players. Well, like, so I could have gone into a raid with money, given him the money, and then he could have extracted with it. Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. So, um, 
Yeah, I, I didn't extract a single time when I tried to do that for him. Like, I just died every single time. I was starting to get frustrated. I'm like, God damn it, I'm just trying to help him out. That's but, what you get for trying to help. I know. That's what I get for trying to be nice. <laughs> but it's it's one of those things, like, when you go in as a scav, yeah. you might get armor. Because it's random loot that they put on your person. Right. So if you run into a bunch of thick boys, it, you might get shit on. But okay. um, my favorite thing that happened is I was playing and I was a scav that uh, I spawned in with a sniper. Okay. But I spawned in with only like 10 minutes left in the raid. And I had to get all the way to the other side of the map. Um, it's possible if you just run it, right? If you just keep running and make it. Yeah. Problem is I ran into a group of people. Three people. Uh-oh. Again, three thick boys. So I had a sniper and... Um, I saw one of them come down in this area, and I just hid in the bush. Like I'm, I'm gonna hide. I'm not gonna try yeah, to you, take this. You played fight. like I do. Yeah, uh, you have. That's you might be good at Tarkov. <laughs> no, 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 no. <coughs> so yeah, I hid in the bush. Finally, didn't hear anything, so I popped my head out, and um, I see a group of three guys. Like I'm, so it's to know the map. There's like level area. There's some crates. Uh, there's a road and then on the other side of the road, it dips down into like wooded area. Okay. So I'm in that wooded area Sure. and the road comes down at the end of the road. It either goes left or there's a bridge you can go on and right on the corner of that bridge is a semi. So I pop out like on the corner of kind of where that bridge is and the edge of the wooded area. I see these guys running across. I'm like, Oh shit. I just took a shot at one of them with my sniper. I don't think I hit him, but it made everyone else in that group like freak out. So since I shot from there in the open, I rotated around by the uh, the semi, and one of the dudes is like, like, I basically split the group. After I took that first shot, they all freaked. So one went back, one went across the road this way, and this guy like was like, okay, I'm coming back to you guys. And then he's like, oh, wait, no, I'm just going to go towards the woods. So since he hesitated, he So was, now you can take them out one by one. He was left in the open. I shot the guy open in the road. Um, my thought was, since the guy crossed the road to come towards me, I'm going to rotate back into the woods so that he doesn't get a flank on me. Um, I saw the other teammate cross into the woods as well. So I spent time searching for him. I couldn't find him, any of them. I think, cause, so since the time was so low, I think they were like, sorry, dude, we're booking it for extract. And they just left, <laughs> they just left him behind. They just left their buddy in get the road. Get fucked, bro. So I... <laughs> <laughs> wow. So I went and looted the guy, realized, oh, wait, I can't even get out of here. I don't have time. After that oh, encounter, wow. I couldn't even get out. So I just looted him. I ran around. I shot all of his ammo out of the gun so he didn't get it back because he, he's going to get that stuff back in insurance if he insured it. Oh, okay. Because you can put insurance on your gear. If it's left in the raid, you get it back. So since I shot all of his ammo out of his magazines, I threw his grenades. I was like just fucking around in the map because I knew I couldn't leave. Uh, wow. Okay. But yeah, I, I felt good. I messed that guy up. And this, I, Fuck I, that guy. I, yeah. I, and then I scared his teammates. But it's funny. It's three thick players against me, a scav with no armor. Like how do they not just, they could have just W keyed me. And I would have been screwed. Like they, they freaked. I thought it was hilarious. It is awesome. They freaked. You played it well. I, I, I'm trying to learn. And his teammates fucked him over. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it feels bad. But, uh, yeah, that's all I played this week. All right. Um, I played MCC. Did the community play date. It was fun. 
And then, yeah, we <laughs> we played one game of H1. Took that fucker out. No? Oh, yeah, we took it out immediately. We played one game of Halo Reach. Took that fucker out. Get out of here, armor abilities. Bye-bye. I hate how somebody can have... I hate armor lock. Everybody knows that. I also hate camo. I think camo is really fucking stupid in reach. Mm-hmm. Um, the armor ability of active camo that is. And then played, we got, we got like one game of H4 throughout the entire endeavor. Oh, we rocked them. Oh, rocked their the world. Every time great. we've played H4, yeah. it's been dominant. I love it. It's so good. And we, we played, we, so we, I, I got rid of, um, the autos. So like now they have precision slayer and auto slayer as oh. things you can pick from. Oh, right. Yeah. So I got rid of auto slayer um, and instead did precision. And that way you get more of like the, the pro style playlists. Yeah. Not the ranked or anything like that. Not the HCS and no, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. So it was a lot better that way. And then we got a, Oh man, what was it? We got an H2A. One of the newer forged H2A maps that came in kind of looked like a repeat of Narrows from Halo 3. Okay. And that was like one of the closest games we had. We won like right at the very end. We had a setup that we basically got top mid and we were able to hold them off for the rest of the game. It was great. That was one that was one of the that was definitely one of the better games that we had that night for sure. Um Yeah, it was it was it was a hell of a fun time. It was it was fun to finally play Halo again. Yeah. After a while. Um, yeah. And then, so, okay. The the last two that I played. Oh, fuck. Okay. Kingdom Hearts 3 came out on Xbox Game Pass. All right. Okay. I played and enjoyed the first two Kingdom Hearts games when I was younger. Right. I never played any of the other ones. I didn't play Dream Drop Distance. I didn't play the fucking Recoded or whatever the hell. I didn't do any of that. I played the first two games. That was it. I never wanted to buy the third one. Then it got announced that the third one's coming out on Game Pass. I'm like, oh shit, I fucking have Game Pass. Play it there. I played Controlling Sora, the main character. I, I controlled Sora for probably a half hour. Then I immediately uninstalled the game. Why? So, have you ever played a Kingdom Hearts game, Will? Um, it's been a while. Okay. I, and it, the one I play, I think I played two. Okay. I never played the first one, but sure. I played two. Two is great. For probably the same amount of time. Okay, that's fine. I, I like two a lot, but I, I recently went through it. But Kingdom Hearts 3 has the narrative and story of a five-year-old. Now, that may sound dramatic, right? No, it literally sounds like a five-year-old wrote it. There was, and I'm not kidding. So the first world that you go to was Olympus with Hercules. Okay. Who doesn't like Hercules? Hercules is fucking awesome, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you you control Sora for like five minutes, cutscene. Control for maybe another five minutes. Cutscene. Cutscene, 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 cutscene. And the dialogue during these cutscenes is you have Sora, Donald, and Goofy together. And 
Hercules and Hades and Meg, they know who they are from Kingdom Hearts 1, Kingdom Hearts 2, the other Kingdom Hearts games. They know who they are. So, But when they reintroduce them, when they're reintroduced in this game, it's Hercules goes, oh my God, it's so great to see you, Sora, Donald, and Goofy. And I'm like, why? Why are we doing this? We've already done this. And then, like, Meg will come in, or or Hades will come in, right? Oh, it's you guys again. Sora, Donald, and Goofy. I'm like, yes, we know who they are. We're past this. So, it got to a cutscene where this little girl... Spoiler alert, guys, for Kingdom Hearts 3. Not at all, I mean. There's a little girl who is trapped. So so Olympus is like on fire, okay, because Hades is an asshole. Yeah. Right? There's this little girl who is on a ledge. There's no fire around her, but she's on this ledge, and there's, like, fire apparently below her or whatever. <laughs> Hercules goes, so... The, the fucking dumbest thing. Goofy's like right here. Sora's right next to him. Right next to him. And then Hercules is standing over here. And this little girl screaming like, help! Help me! And you see Goofy like this. Ugh. And Sora's just standing there like nothing's happening. And Goofy's just like this. And Hercules is just standing there doing nothing too. And Hercules, I mean, and then Goofy goes, do you guys hear that? Like, What? Oh my God, a little girl is trapped and she's consumed by fire. It's like, no, there's no fire anywhere. What are you talking about? <laughs> and then they're like, oh, we got to save her. Okay. You're Hercules. Will, I'm going to ask you a question. If you were Hercules, how do you think you were going to go save this little girl on this ledge? I, I don't know the surrounding circumstances, but probably break something, build a bridge. Go just go pick her up. I don't know. Okay, so Hercules can like jump really far, sure, and whatnot, he's, he's right? Got super strength. So instead of doing that, they're like, "How are we gonna get her? I don't know. We can't. What are we gonna do?" So he like breaks down this statue, and Natana is sitting right next to me, and Linnea's there too. I'm not kidding. Hercules says like the dumbest. I can't even remember what it was. It was so stupid. He says this incredibly stupid line. I look at Natana. She looks at me. She's like, she looks at me with that look of what the fuck are you even doing right now? Yeah. It was right after she looked at me like that, that I went back to the home screen and she's like, Oh, are you taking a break? And then I went to the game settings and I hit delete. She's like, Oh, oh you're uninstalling it. And I'm like, Yup, you saw what the fuck just happened, and she just started laughing. It was terrible. Oh, my God. So I played Kingdom Hearts 3 for like an hour and a half, where an hour was cutscenes, and a half hour was actually playing the fucking game. And then I played a game called Bloodroots, which came out recently. It's like a Hotline Miami-style, top-down. You you string together uh, killings that take place. Art style's kind of cool. But I uninstalled that after about a half hour as well. Okay. Because... Uh, there's something I learned, and there's there's a reason why I included these two games in here. 
man, I feel like a privileged asshole playing games on PC now. Yeah. Load times are so much quicker when playing games on an SSD. Oh yeah. Like it's dramatic to a point where booting up MCC on the Xbox one S that's down here, you're sitting there at that loading screen for like at least over a minute. Cause that's load everything that you have installed, right? Mm-hmm. Upstairs on the Xbox one X, I, I boot up kingdom hearts three again, like over a minute to get into anything. I'm like, what the fuck is going on? And then on the PS4 pro, I was playing blood roots. I literally thought my game froze. It was just loading. It was just loading on a static screen. Hmm. And I'm like, Oh my, what the hell? It was, I, I just had to hit that point out there. I, I'm really, really, the reason why I say it, I'm really excited for the new consoles, for the SSDs to be in those consoles. I think it's going to be great for everybody else at home who has never got to experience something like this before. Seriously, it's, if, if and when you pick up an Xbox Series X or a PS5, I can't wait for you guys to experience having less of a load time because God damn, it's insane, dude. It can be rough. Oh. You know, the reason why I uninstalled it is because it's like, I felt the controls were inconsistent. It didn't feel that good to play. I felt like where I was trying to intend the character to go, it didn't go in that area. Sure. And that kind of, it breaks the immersion for me. So, but that's that. I gotcha. Yeah. That's all I played. All right. Um, Will, shall we do some shout outs? (laughs) Happy birthday to King Nick, which his birthday is today. So I'm actually able to say that. And then happy belated birthday to the original Halo Wars and Mr. Richie Hines as well. Congratulations to Halo Project Brazil on their sixth anniversary. Six years. Goddamn. Longer than the HCS, if you think about it. That's insane. And then congratulations. What? Oh, sorry. Just a wow. Wow. Six years. Yeah. Well, uh, Matthew McConaughey. Wait, no. Uh, Wilson. Owen Wilson. Wow. Yeah. Russell Wilson. <laughs> okay. <laughs> and then congratulations to Nated on getting married. That's fantastic. I'm excited to see the pictures. We haven't seen the pictures yet. Is he going to post them on Twitter? I think so. Okay. I hope so. We'll say yes. All right. Yes. That's it for the shout out. Time for some community creations. I still meant to take this out. I'll take it out of the template. Fuck meme Saturday. It's halo memes every day. Reddit.com forward slash R forward slash halo memes. Check them out. The next one. Why you suck at halo combat evolved. You <laughs> might be surprised. This is by breaking the clutch. All right. Because I do suck at halo one. But I'm not surprised that I suck at Halo 1. But uh, give the video a watch if you haven't already. Then we have the Halo Infinite reveal trailer done in Halo 5's Forge. This is by Unsorted Gaming. It's kind of funny. Interesting. Check it out. And then we have uh, top pl- top five plays of DreamHack Anaheim. This is by HCS. It's over on their Twitter. Check out that video. And then finally, we have Clips of the Week number 43 by High Tech Redneck. Her videos post on Mondays. So it'll be in the show notes tomorrow when the video goes live. It's updated. When is it? Yeah. Gotcha. It'll be in the show notes tomorrow. 
So stay tuned for that. Will. Yeah. That's all I got. All right, man. You want to do me a favor? Yes. Perfect. I think I know what you're going to ask. Are, are, are you sure? No, but. Will plug the show. Uh, you can find us on your favorite podcast services. Just search for HGS Pro Talk. We are on iTunes, Podbean, Stitcher, Google Play, Spotify, and others as well. Leave us a review and let others know about the show. Pocket Cass. Join our Discord. Join the community discussion. A lot of great talk going on over there. Yes. Um, you can join our Xbox Club or Spartan Company. Search for us on Halo Waypoint. Or don't. Uh, we are on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Esportspedia. Search for us on your favorite site. Come find us. We're out there. Did you uh, did you happen to see if there was another one in there by chance? I don't know. There, th- something tells me there might be one extra little plug in there. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, Esportspedia. Oh, we have our website. We do. You got it live? I, it is. It live. is live right now. HGSProTalk.com. Check it out. It's still a work in progress. Don't hate on me for it. I wanted to just get it out for people to see as of right now. Um, I'm currently in the process of migrating all old episodes as posts on the website, so you can check that out. It is also a place where all the streams will be located um, when those go up for like the community playdates and whatnot. And then also kind of a little bit of a tease for what is being worked on by the podcast community at large. That's all I'm going to say there. Gotcha. Yeah. If you want everything HCS Pro Talk, check it out. HCSProTalk.com. It's pretty great so far. Still a lot of work to do, like I said, so don't don't judge me on it. All right? <laughs> um, yeah. Shall we, uh, shall we close things out, Will? Let's close it out, Josh. Ladies and gentlemen, that's going to do it for episode 116 of HCS Pro Talk. I want to thank you very much for listening. Thank you very much for tuning in live if you happen to do so. Um, we'll be back next week where we're going to talk about some other Halo stuff. Maybe coming weeks means next week, as in like what we're going to get for the next HCS event. I doubt it, but hey, one can dream, right? Um, yeah, I'm looking forward to what the future has in store. I'm looking forward to what the other competitive shooters have in store that are coming up because maybe that'll just push Infinite to be bigger and better, be different, be revolutionary in the space. Who knows? I'm very excited, though. We Competitive Halo is kind of at this, like, starting off point again, you know? The only way it can go is up. And I'm very excited because all these new competitive shooters that are coming out they're obviously going to have their own niche markets and their own niche communities that they make. But I think it, I think competition breeds competition, right? I think that like what you saw, you saw PUBG come out with their battle Royale and then you see Fortnite come out with their version of a battle Royale. And you've seen where the battle Royale space has gone because of it. And people always say that, Oh, well the shooter space is becoming so stagnant. Everything is the same, blah, blah, blah. But then you have a tried and true method like Counter-Strike and Riot is taking that, putting a couple different little swings on it themselves, making it something wholly new. Titanfall brought in that signature Call of Duty style gameplay with mechs, right? Make things uh, sometimes even faster. They introduced wall running in Titanfall 2. Things are continually being iterated on and I'm excited to see what the space has because... When these games 
come out, when these games get iterated on and the new installments come, it just means there's going to be something new for Halo as well. So, looking forward to the future. On next week's episode, there will, I promise, be a topic that I'll put out ahead of time. I haven't because I've been, I, yeah, I've been lazy. I'm sorry. Well, it's the, not me. the reflection corner has become our topic segment. Yeah. I just want to give people an opportunity to reply ahead of time before we do the show. Gotcha. Yeah. So there will be one. Stay tuned for all of that. Ladies and gentlemen, that's it. We'll catch you next week. But until then, bye-bye.